What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. The rising sea levels have already had an impact on the planet. By the beginning of the next century, as many as 13 million people in the United States could be forced to move inland. According to a study published in PLOS 1 in January, and according to the study's authors, certain cities should have plans in place. Atlanta, Houston, Dallas, Denver, and Las Vegas will be among the most popular relocation destinations, says the researchers, whose machine learning model predicts an influx of hundreds of thousands of climate refugees from America's Atlantic, Pacific, and Gulf Coast. As people are forecasted to move inland, the areas even further inland must also be ready for the shift in population, the study's co-author, a computer scientist at USC, says. Though main cities will see a larger total increase than rural communities, the percentage increase in population will likely be greater in small settlements, particularly in the Great Plains and Appalachia. Nobel Prize-winning physicist Frank Wilsick thinks we're not searching for aliens correctly. He says it's a real challenge to figure out which among the 4,000 exoplanets that we found outside of our solar system may host extraterrestrial life. The classic way of listening for space signals is insufficient and inefficient. Instead of sending out and looking for signals, he proposes two new methods for looking for extraterrestrials. One is atmosphere chemistry. Atmospheres are especially significant in the search for alien life, writes Wilsek. They might be affected by biological processes. The way that photosynthesis on the Earth produces nearly all of our planet's atmospheric oxygen. Also, spotting anomalies in the planet's temperature and atmosphere could yield clues to alien life, says the physicist. Focusing on temperatures and atmospheres of other planets might not only be a winning strategy, but something specifically encouraged by other civilizations who want us to find them. A Florida man trying to kill demons that were tormenting him went on a sledgehammer spree and did thousands of dollars of property damage. Monroe County Sheriff's Office began receiving multiple 911 phone calls Sunday afternoon. Multiple residents said a man with a sledgehammer was destroying property throughout the neighborhood. When deputies arrived, they were told the man jumped into the canal, and he was later located walking down the street with a sledgehammer. Extensive property damage was done, including windows and doors smashed. The man told investigators he had been drinking that day, and someone had given him an unknown narcotic that he took. 
He said a short time later, he began seeing demons, and it was the demons who ordered him to damage the property. And then he said he was trying to kill the demons with the sledgehammer. The man was taken to jail and faces multiple charges of property damage. This is the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jeff. Broadcasting from a shack on a hill in the Mossy Creek bottoms of Cane Creek, Arkansas. This is Lighting the Void, and I am your host, Joe Roop, and we are live on the Fringe FM. It is Thursday night, February the 20th, on into the 21st. And uh, we were going to speak to Rockestado tonight, but instead, I think we're going to do one better for you because uh, I think it's time that we talk about this subject. First and foremost, and get it real clear about what's going on here with this Mercury retrograde, right? Like, everybody talks about it. Does it really affect you? Is it really messing stuff up? Are we perpetuating it happening, like, more and more just because we're speaking about it? Who knows? But you know who's with us tonight to talk about it? Who we've actually managed to get into the studio last minute is the one and only A Wondering Witch, Navier Alora. I'm going to have to just go ahead and say it. Like, you know, you all are thinking it, so I'm going to say it, that uh, Navier is probably part of the team. I mean, she's just part of the team. That's all there is to it. Um, I think I messaged her just like a few minutes before the show. And I want to say something real quick, too. You know, like I've almost done 500 episodes, you know, and I've learned quite a bit about how this works. And I've had people come on the show from, I mean, all the way across the other side of the planet you know, take their time to come on the show and stuff. So let me just put this out there. And I highly suggest this for all of you too. in your life, you know, things happen and they do, they do happen to certain people and certain things happen. But when you get a few, like you keep getting last minute cancellations and you know, my poor producer Pacho, he's apologizing to me like it's his fault or something, you know, uh, 
you just kind of let you got to let that stuff go i think there's a big there, that's another big theme i want to talk to you guys about tonight but first look let's thank our sponsors at get the t.com ancientlifeoil.com and metaphorical archaeology with barbara charlton I, I hear that's going down very well by the way if you had a paranormal experience that you uh has caused you some trauma or maybe some post-traumatic stress give her a call 214-995-3754 also go check out optics planet by going to the fringe.fm forward slash optics and get you some night vision goggles or perhaps a new telescope or anything that you know sight or telescope related there's a ton of stuff over there just go check it out you don't even have to buy anything just go check it out go to the fringe.fm forward slash optics and look around tell me what you think also head over to ufoseekers.com back and supported by the fringe fm the one and only ufo seekers tim doyle at ufo seekers on twitter youtube.com forward slash ufo seekers and if you've had a sighting actually you can give them a call too at 661 ufo 7889 is that right yeah 661 ufo 7889 okay so I want to give a shout out to uh, my peeps in the Fringe FM chats. If you go to the fringe.fm forward slash chat or go to the fringe.fm and hit the chat room, you should be able to get in. If you can't get in, let me know because I've been working on that, trying to get it to, to where it works better. So uh, maybe it'll work out better because we've got all these people just flooding into the welcome room, but they don't ever make it to the main hall. So hopefully we got that fixed. The Navia Laura is a natural born clairvoyant medium and a pagan priestess and a practicing witch, and she offers intuitive readings. Mayan astrology readings, personal readings, yearly forecast and relationship readings, as well as past life consultations, distant Reiki healings, and private spiritual mentorship. You can message her uh, to schedule a session at awonderingwitch.com. So I've brought along uh, Navier along with the Koki frogs from Hawaii again. It's good to hear from you. You know that, right? You know people love you. Uh-huh. I hope you know that. It's always nice to hear that. I definitely appreciate feeling appreciated and seen and loved and right back at you guys at the Fringe FM. Man, you know, it sounds beautiful out there. There's really, like, Navier is so cool. She's, like, really a, one of these spiritual people that are living off grid. So this is, like, her setup. The frogs have to be on. And I think they, you know what, I think they kind of know when you're going to be on, too, because they get just a little bit louder. Like, they want to say, say what's up as well right so some sometimes they land on the screen we have about a third of our wall is screen to get plenty of those beautiful ocean breezes through our house and sometimes i'll look up and there's a little tiny frog on the screen and they're about the size of a quarter and they make such they make such a loud sound there's literally probably a million of them outside right now all trying to find a mate. Is that what they're doing? That's what that sound is, is their mating call. And then sometime around four in the morning, just before sunrise, it'll get really quiet. And you realize that all of the cokies, except, you know, two or three errant t- cokies on opposite sides of the lava are trying to get their attention. And it's all quiet. And you just hear one cokie. And then 10 minutes later, cokie. <laughs> Huh. They're getting, they're inching closer, trying to find their mate for the, it's like last call at a bar, you know? Yeah. Well, can you imagine if uh, humans did that? Like every time that they wanted to mate, that they made some weird <laughs> noise, what it would sound like on planet earth. 
<laughs> it would nobody Maybe would we be are able, doing that. Yeah, we probably are, but no one would be able to stand that. You know, no one would be able to. I mean, it, we'd probably wake up alien races more than likely if we did that. But um, so yeah, I wanted to talk to you about this uh, Mercury retrograde thing because I hear all this stuff from di- different from different people, and you're into astrology. You know, Mayan astrology mainly, but still, I know you study this a little bit, and I do too. And I look into this uh, Mercury retrograde thing, and I think, you know, what what is is going on here? Is there really something going on now? All the professional astrologers will tell you that there definitely is. Uh, you know, um, Sturgill Simpson even wrote a song about it called Mercury Retrograde, or it must be in retrograde again, or something. I forget the name of it. Uh, but it's a cool song and everybody talks about it. And I still wonder sometimes if like, Hey, are we making that worse? You know, just by talking about it. But then again, uh, it does cause some problems because I remember like the last time it was Mercury retrograde, not just, uh, technical issues, but more like communication issues, you know, where you get kind of frustrated where people just really aren't picking up what you're putting down, that kind of thing. Absolutely. You know? I know exactly what you're talking about, and I feel there is a, a cautionary tale for Mercury retrograde that must be told, and it goes something like this, that whenever people in Mercury, in Mercury retrograde are saying, I hear you, I understand you, or I get you, I always have to ask them to put it in their own words, mirror it back to me, so we can verify, indeed you are picking up what I'm putting down because in my experience, especially in this heavy Piscean themed Mercury retrograde, it is not the case. People are not on the same page and we can't assume anything. It's challenging to say the least. It feels like I'm in a fog bank of it. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to learn how to deal with it myself. You know, it's like, uh, but so what you're saying is, is like, if you say something to me or, and I say, yeah, that's good. Navier, I'm smelling what you're stepping in. Right. You're going to say, <laughs> well, no, I want you to tell me, like, explain it to me what I just said, because exactly. I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying. It has to, it has to be expressed through your own filters because it feels like any opportunity for misconceptions or projections, it's, it's ripe right now. And today I had two especially heavy sessions with some clients that it wasn't completely based on that, but it, you could tell that this is where their head was at because of this Neptunian fog bank that we're in. The Neptunian fog bank. What is that? Let's figure out. You know what? Let's talk about that right now. Because, see, me and you, we (laughs) might have a Mercury retrograde moment right here in front of everybody. (laughs) So let's make sure that I'm understanding what you're saying about the Neptunian fog bank. Is that what that is? That's what I've been. that, That is what I've been calling it. This is my pet name for this Mercury retrograde season. Um, it is in Mercury is in Pisces, so and the new moon on Sunday, I believe, is in Pisces also. So there's this, where and you know, season of Pisces is upon us. It's this feeling of a lot of dreaminess, a lot of um, all of that Neptunian. I'm underwater. I'm in the 
birth birth realm I'm not fully manifested yet that 12th house um, influence on everything like things are hidden from ourselves it feels really intense out there especially for maybe water signs I don't know I'm a cancer sun I know you're cancer moon and um, two of my clients today both had I think either Pisces sun and moon or one of the other yeah, see, so Pisces, it, Pisces energy is kind of heavy emotionally, too, I think, isn't it? It's a bit it's, heavy. To, it, it can be. It can be really um, sort of amorphous, hard to pin down, confusing at times. Um, the Neptunian fog bank for me feels like there was this one experience I had where the sun was rising and... I was on this field and all of this beautiful mist was evaporating wherever the sun's rays hit it. But it was this feeling of this fog bank rolling up into the field being um, sort of like ascending into the sun's rays. It was really magical and mystical. And this past few days I've been feeling like I'm on that misty field watching things evaporate with the sun's rays really it's yeah it it's super like i'm forcing myself to interact with people and to communicate because i could just do watercolor all day long or be close to the water or look out into nature i feel like i just want to be quiet and listen to my inner thoughts it's that kind of inner dreamy landscape also hmm well, you know, I, I, I don't know. Like, I've had other people tell me that it's not, you know, it's not really a, a real thing. Maybe we shouldn't look into it, you know, because it's, because we're not, we're making it worse. And then I've had other people say, like, from in my example, and I, look, I listen to a lot of astrologers. I'm just going to be honest with you. Mainly, like, you know, Mary and Jeff and you, and then there's some other people I listen to on YouTube and stuff. So they're talking about, like for Aries, though, this is a, not really going to matter because something having to do with Mars, you know, it gets so freaking complex that I think sometimes mm. we get cross-eyed when, we, when we're trying to figure out what all's going on. But I can tell you this, I know that the intuitive stuff is on high level right now. That's what people are Isn't saying. Isn't it, though? Yeah. Intuition's on super high. I had a client today have um some telepathy kick in for the first time this week when she's a very gifted intuitive sensing person anyway but she's not ever had telepathy kick in it's like abilities are broadening or opening also yeah i wonder i wonder see i'm starting to remember my dreams and stuff better too but just in case, if there's anybody out there that doesn't know what Mercury retrograde is, it's so if you think about it, like due to the way our planets orbit, orbits kind of interact with the other planets, they might sometimes appear to be traveling backwards through the night sky with respect to the signs of the zodiac. And so, but that's it's an illusion, but we call it retrograde motion or an apparent retrograde. So uh, three times a year, it seems like it happens more than that, though. It appears as it feels it, like it's always in it, retrograde sometimes. So it's only supposed to be like three times a year, but it appears if Mercury is traveling backwards and we 
we talk about this time, say, you know, Mercury's in retrograde or simply Mercury retrograde. Um, and so they say this stuff causes confusions, delay, frustration, email blunders, frazzled travel plans. Uh, but they also say, when I say they, it's the proverbial astrological people they, they also say it's a good time to reflect on the past and that your intuition usually gets high during these levels and coincidences can really rise. And so we have this Mercury retrograde from February 17th to March the 10th. And then the next one is June 18th to July the 12th. And then the next one's October to November the 3rd. But I swear on everything, like it really feels like it happens more than three times a year, doesn't it? It seems like that, to, don't it? To me, it does. I feel like I'm either feeling the onset of it or recovering from its wake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it because I haven't had any. Honestly, I haven't had any bad issues with it yet, but. I think certain signs, specifically like water signs, like Pisces, stuff like that, Scorpio, um, probably if you're a cancer sun, you're probably going to have some stuff come up based on what I'm seeing, you know. And signs with, um, like Virgo is also ruled by Mercury, Gemini, those that have strong um, mercurial influences, I would imagine. But Question for you, Joe. Do you have Mercury in your Mercury retrograde in your natal chart? Uh, no. I do got a bunch of planets in retrograde in my chart, but I'm pretty sure Mercury is not one of them. I have Mercury in uh, Aries, right? But I have okay. Sun in Aries and then Mercury in Aries. And I think both of them are, you know, what's the opposite of retrograde? direct direct yeah that's right so Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's going direct i actually have mercury retrograde in leo in my natal chart in my seventh house and i'm not often affected this deeply or dramatically from the retrogrades the mercury retrogrades it feels maybe even more at home in some instances but this one i really feel like someone grabbed my ankle and dragged me to the depths of the ocean and I'm hanging out with the kelp. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. I do feel that. Are you are you going to be okay? Yeah. Oh yeah. I I feel good, but I'm aware of that. I'm aware subtly of that influence on me, on myself and on people around me, folks I work with. I also want to say with your accent, it sounds like a wandering witch, W-O, and it's W-A, wandering. And I noticed that, and That's I love my your accent. accent. That's all it I is. Know, you, I, you can't make, you're making I fun love, of me now, aren't you? No, 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 no. It's I love your wander. accent. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Wandering. <laughs> but see, I also have an accent, <laughs> and I really have to watch my A's also. Because I was brought up in the East Coast, um, in like New, New England area, so I've but I've lived all over, and I have a mishmash of a lot of different accents. But I have to watch my A's when I'm mad. Not just I will wonder. find myself wander. Wander. A wandering witch. Wandering. A, a wandering witch. She's wandering and, around <laughs> and wondering. Yeah. But I heard I heard it with the Night Stalker. It sounded like Stalker. And he's adorable, by the way. That was really sweet. I just yeah. want to say. He did good, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I think he did good. He did. You know, so in my chart, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've I've got the so many things going retrograde. The South Node, uh, Uranus, Neptune, Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn, and Mars all moving in retrograde. The North Node in retrograde as well. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so I only have the Sun, Mercury, and Venus, and it looks uh, my midheaven and the moon is the only thing that's going direct, and Chiron, or Chiron. Do you say Chiron or Chiron? I say Chiron. Chiron is the sufferer, right? Isn't that where you suffer? The way that I've looked at it is Chiron is your main soul wound that you've chosen to work on in this lifetime. We all come in with so many soul wounds that are going to get touched on, but if we had to pick only one, the main one would be that Chiron. That's the way I've sort of looked at it. Well, what would you tell people, like if you wanted to give them advice, before we move on with the rest of the show, because I don't think we can talk about Mercury Retrograde for the the whole show, but... What would you tell people right now, especially like the deep water signs right now, the people that are really feeling it, what what advice would you give them? Um, well, I would say if you feel ungrounded and too dreamy, because a lot of Pisces energy also can feel borderline mental breakdown or escapist or sometimes ill-aspected Um, Pisces energy can feel, um, you know, a little bit off kilter in that um, dream realm, like they're on the fringe, not in a good way, I guess. So stay grounded, ground yourself. Um, Some of my favorite things to do is to take off my shoes and walk on the earth or sit on the ground and just sit for a few minutes, take some breaths and connect into the earth mother, the earth energy, the vibration of the earth that helps. Um, there's lots of grounding stones. If you want to get kind of in the crystal woo woo realm, maybe it's a lot for some people, but I do find that hematite and tourmaline. If I wear, um, bracelets or anklets or hold them and sort of sit on the earth, that helps me. And just, if you can check in with your breathing throughout the day, if you feel anxious 
And also, um, like I was saying earlier about the communication, just take nothing for granted around understanding communication right now. If things feel personal and attacky or unclear, just have a chat with someone and say, through my filters, I heard this. Is this what you meant to say? And vice versa. If people start jumping on you or are giving you the cold shoulder and you feel there's a conflict that you're not aware of, <laughs> we're having an argument in your head kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's what this is about. Is just, I mean, I like to be direct anyway, so I just can't really handle... Um, you know, sort of dusty corners. So this is a really good practice in this Mercury retrograde is to be clear, to be frank and make no assumptions. Yeah. And, and I would say like, what do you, you have, you know, when you ever try to talk to somebody about something and they just have their defenses up, like they got the their shield up, their armor up, ready to go. Like the, before you even start talking to them, they got their stuff up and ready, you know, and mm-hmm. that's, that's something I think you should just avoid altogether. That's my opinion because I don't, I don't find it easy to get through to people like that because there's something else going on there, like either mm-hmm. some type of insecurity, attachment, anger, who knows what it is, but you, you can't get through it. So I'm just saying it's best to leave that alone, but I don't know. You you tell me. Uh, in Mercury retrograde especially, right? Wouldn't <clears throat> it be easy just to don't even mess with it? I hundred, I 100% agree with that. And I actually told someone today, just revisit it after this retrograde. Just let it stay on the table, focus on other things, and don't even approach that sort of confusing, funky situation. Because it feels murky. It feels unclear. It feels maybe there's some projection. Maybe there's some confusion. And it's really challenging in this energy to get clarity. So sometimes we have to be okay with that uncomfortability. Yeah. Like, uh, I think most of y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Look, we're going to take our first break. And Navi is such a cool, cool, a wandering witch. Did I say that right? Wandering witch, wandering, (laughs) wandering. I can only think I can say it right, man. Wander. Is that right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think I'm right. just, there's certain things about my accent I'm never going to fix. I'm sorry. I can't do anything about it. I don't know what y'all want me to do. We'll be right back.
Fringe listeners, this is Dave Cruz, host of Beyond Strange Radio, asking you to join us live Sunday evenings at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Fringe FM. Visit beyondstrange.com for links to chat, social media, and schedules of the show. And remember, always stay strange. Asta. The Fringe FM isn't just a radio station. We also provide services for all your audio production needs. If you are interested in live radio or pre-recorded podcasts, we're here to help. We even do audio enhancements and voiceovers if needed. If you want to do a podcast or a live radio show and even want the option to syndicate on terrestrial radio from simple audio file enhancement to live production and call screening, we have you covered. We have worked with some of the best professionals in the business in order to provide coaching instruction for content creation, show structure, and more. Contact The Fringe Digital Media for more at info at thefringe.fm. That's info at thefringe.fm. Or call 501-777-5631 for a consultation. This is Barbara Charlton from Metaphorical Archaeology. If you've ever had a traumatic paranormal experience, the effects of it may stay with you for years. Who do you talk to? You can't go to conventional help. What we do is we use emotional freedom techniques or tapping to actually neutralize the effects of that event. Maybe when you tell the story now, your heart races and your palms get sweaty. You don't even want to think about it because you don't know how to neutralize that. That's what EFT tapping does. It neutralizes those emotions. The circuit that that was recorded on is gone. The energy flows freely and you're free of it. And that's what emotional freedom is all about. We offer this as a pro bono service, but this is something that I offer because no one, it seems, is helping people with these experiences. If you'd like to reach me, it's really easy. My cell phone is 214-995-3754. Please leave a message. I will get back to you as quickly as possible. Or you can email me barb.eft at gmail.com and EFT stands for emotional freedom techniques reach out to me it's confidential this works you won't believe it is a balanced and objective guide to those subjects considered a part of the nature of light and darkness addressed in this text is a compilation of material that will provide new perspectives and awaken latent abilities that we all possess the content herein shall provide magical sustenance for adept and novice alike, and will help strengthen the cornerstone of mystic understanding and alchemical transmutation. If you are interested in this modern grimoire, you can find detailed information and ways to order by visiting www.thesecretteachings.info. Although esoteric and occult studies remain vast, they are rooted within a universal philosophy that is difficult, if not impossible by finite terms, to explain in words. Language places restriction and erects barriers to understandings. By this it is to be understood that there are some things man should consider far too sacred to profane with definition. For these concepts and the manner by which we live our lives, we shall take a note from the Greek philosopher Pythagoras, quote, silence is better than unmeaning words, end quote. To get your autographed copy of Occult Arcana today, simply visit www.thesecretteachings.info or email the secret teachings at rdgable at yahoo.com. Listen, I want to tell you about GI Joy from GetTheTea.com. It's the best alchemical concoction of goodies for your stomach and digestive system I can recommend, and that's all based on my experience. 
packed with colostrum, acidophilus, aloe, peppermint, and turmeric. If you do your own research, then you know this is the bee's knees for the stomach and digestion. Now, due to Big Brother's ears and the eye in the sky, you know I can't go into the details about what it helped me with. All I can say is, I got relief. It's non-GMO, no fillers, no preservatives, manufactured right here in the U.S. of A., and delivered to you by the only people who stay on top of the game and are out in front. Go grab a bottle of G.I. Joy at GetTheTea.com and see what all the fuss is about. Again, that's GetTheTea.com. All right, so the the Voidwalkers have a new gang sign now that uh, Malorcus made, and I put it up in the I put it up yesterday, but I put it up in the uh, Fringe FM chat. It's pretty much the Live Long and Prosper and Westside put them together. Then you got Voidwalker. <laughs> That's what it is. So there you go. And Malorcus, I've already the audience comes up with all this stuff. Uh, Navier, they do like the Voidwalker Creed, Jared. Uh, Jared came up with that one, and he's like, I would call him like Void Walker, probably 007. And then Malorcus mm. came up with the gang sign. Jose <clears throat> came up with the Void Walker shoes, like the real Void Walkers. You know, he took a I pair. I love the sigil too. He took a pair of Converse's and put the sigil on them. Yeah. So we're, you know, we may not be in the thousands or the millions, but we're, we're pretty thick. And I mean, even you on your website, you got you have like the witchiest picture in the world with your lighting the void shirt on it, like the I love socks my, and everything. I love my shirt. I wear it all the time. I had to um, I had to pimp it out a little bit though. I cut the sleeves off. You had to pimp it out. You cut the sleeves off. You know I still think I did. I know, but it wasn't the same. I have to, I have to deconstruct things. It's my nature. So I, I bought the t-shirt even though I knew I could have a tank top, and I cut it off the sleeves. I don't know what to think about that. That's cool and rebellious in a way. But then I'm wondering, like, I maybe I should have a tank top with a regular <clears throat> sign on it. You know what I mean? Look, Jake's throwing up Void Walker in the chat. That's what's up. <laughs> See. I hope don't do that guys in, in town though. Like if you go out in town and throw it up, it might actually mean something. You might get, you might get shot at or something. I don't know, but I think it's cool. It's a cool thing to have. I'm going to put your picture up in there too. Navi. I hope you don't mind. Yeah, please do. I was actually at, I think it was home Depot the other day and I had it on and I was, there's a few people looking at it. Maybe they reckon I was expecting them to say, I like lighting the void too, or, but no one approached me, but I could tell there was people taking notice of my lighting the void shirt. Yeah. We're not that popular. I don't think, although I've had, I have heard some people say that they ran into people traveling and stuff, but it's usually super coincidental, you know, usually. that's how it works. It, it usually, it usually is. So, Okay, so I still want to talk about astrology, though, because I want to talk about this uh, this year in Capricorn, like all of the stuff that we're going through. I, I I know I talked about it a lot, but I feel like there's so many people going through big changes right now in their lives. And when I mean that, it's like we got to make some big decisions, y'all. Right, really. 
big decisions, stuff that that ain't that easy to make, or it could be other things that you're going through, like with your job and stuff. I just think it's super intense. I don't know if it's because of Capricorn and Saturn. I know Mary's going to come on tomorrow night and talk about it a little bit more extensively, but is there anything that you've looked at from like a Mayan astrological <clears throat> point of view of what's going on? Have you been checking that out to see if it lines up with regular astrology at all? It's really its own animal. It It's not focused on planetary energies at all. It's all kind of what they mapped out from galactic center, it seems like. Best I can tell is what's going on here. And the greater cycles that they've either channeled or have been passed down, um, it's, it's not comparable. So I'm staying tuned to more of the Western astrology right now as far as informing myself about that but in general the Mayan calendar is trucking along with its own intensity we just started the white wind wave spell which is I mean really we're going to have a wind wave spell that's all about communication launch just as Mercury is going retrograde in Pisces I mean just I can't handle it <laughs> you can't like, handle I can't it. <laughs> I can't handle one more odd communication glitch right now. It's a lot. It's like a magic carpet ride that we're all on. Just got to keep cruising now, and trust that we'll get off. Now, Jose's got something good in there in the chat. He's got two threes, known up deuces and a three. So that's that looks like Void Walker, too. Jose, you got a mean look, man. You look gangster, brother. You know it? Gangster. Y'all can join the chat too. It's like the fringe.fm forward slash chat or hit chat room on the, uh, the fringe.fm. We got new web people, uh, working on the site and stuff. So a lot of stuff's changing for the good. I think, I think when change comes our way, no matter how hard it is, we should just embrace it because if you, it's like, if you fight it, you're going to drown. Honestly, anytime there's, there's, there's one thing that I know in life and I know it's so cliche Navier, but it's like, this too shall pass, right? Think about it. If you, that if, is true. If you say, man, you know, like life is hard and I'm hurting and this this too shall pass or it can't get it, you know, this is awesome and I'm having a good time. Trust me, that'll pass too, you know. Uh, it's nothing but ups and downs. So at least you can look forward to that. That it, Nothing's going to stay the same. Nothing ever. And um, except for me sitting in this shack. That hasn't changed <laughs> yet. Talking for me radio. sitting in the jungle. Don't you love it out there, though? I do. I really do love it. Yeah, I would. It's it's an intense place, though. I mean, we have three active volcanoes, and we had a tsunami warning the other day, or it was a test, but I didn't realize it was a test. And I had a client calling me, and it was a phone reading, so I had on, I wasn't dressed for a video call, you know what I mean? And, um... They're, my phone's blowing up just as the sirens are going off and I'm trying to check any device to see if there's a scheduled um, testing going on or if I have to either run up the hill away from the incoming tsunami or run down the hill from possible in, impending lava doom. I'm not really sure which direction to run but I have to put on pants and you know round up my four cats and it was intense and it was a test and I had to call my client back with apologies 
you know. That's sorry. I'm sorry, but that's hilarious. I'm just yeah. saying, I'm not saying it's not that funny, actually. It sounds scary, but to think about it, it's like, it sounds chaotic. It, it, You've been through a little bit really, of hell, haven't you? Just a little it really bit. should have. It really should have been a a clip of a movie or something. It <laughs> felt like that seconds after it happened, it was funny. At the time, it was fierce and panicking. But um, we were actually not here when our island was erupting, the last oh, eruption in 2018. We weren't here. Synchronistically, this is what I'm saying. Sometimes I feel like I'm just, I have impeccable timing or the universe shelters me from harsh experiences sometimes but we left in february for a trip kind of open-ended and we're traveling in asia when i think it was early may when kilauea blew up right i mean i think 11 or 12 miles away from our house so we missed it we were gone for the entire eruption and well, the week I don't that think you we gotta worry about back, the cats though i'm pretty sure they'll they can get it <laughs> cats are pretty good at escape I don't know, unless you got one of those really fat cats that don't do nothing, you know, then you got to kind of carry them, right? They're, they're, uh, I had a Manx cat that was like that. He was 20 something pounds and just a big love bug. He didn't really go very far. He was older and yeah, I love cats so much. So what to do? Here's what, okay. <clears throat> just so I don't just talk about it and then not tell you what to do. And, uh, a, wandering which is a wandering which is <laughs> i'm still saying it wrong am i a wand no is it the word wand am i saying wrong a wandering witch i feel like i'm saying Eight. it right lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. A wandering witch. That's a perfect. wandering That's- witch. Dot com. <laughs> I, gotta, I can't. I think I'm, <laughs> I can hear it now and it's bothering me. All right. <laughs> so do, you know, so here's what you should do. What to do when Mercury's in retrograde or what not to do. This is like the basic stuff. Now we know that Mercury rules, communication, travel contracts, automobiles, stuff like that. So when Mercury retrograde is Mercury's in retrograde, just remain flexible allow extra time for things like travel and avoid signing contracts don't sign any contracts and double check your email responses check in with reservations before you take a trip review projects and plans but wait until it's direct again to make any final decisions you can't stop your life because i mean mercury's going retrograde you can't hide from it but you can plan ahead have backup plans and be prepared for angry people and miscommunications just get ready for it 
because everybody blames Mercury retrograde for bad things that happen in their lives. But think about it this way. Maybe you can comment on this, Navier. It's a good time to sit back and just kind of review stuff. Where you've been putting your energy in life, for example, uh, if, if family and friends are important to you, are you putting your energies there or are you overextending yourself kind of thing? So take a moment to just chill and reflect. It can be a good time to do that kind of stuff and reanalyze who you are and what you're doing with your life and just don't make any big drastic changes. And if you, like uh, one of the, uh, Jeff Harmon said, if you go out and you cross the street, look both ways a couple of few more times. It won't hurt mm. you. Right? Is that good advice, you think? I think what you just said is great advice. And I feel not taking things personally is high up there also because it seems like whatever is going on in people's subconscious mind right now is flooding up into the forefront because Pisces does rule that subconscious dreamy level of our awareness and of our beings. So people might be having um, some big issues flood up to the surface and you might be playing a role in their psychodrama that may not really be about you. So I am sort of heading for the hills myself. I am not feeling super social and I'm spending a lot of time writing, doing art, and being quiet in nature as much as possible, which is sort of my go-to, um, you know, take stock, um, whatever you need to do to sort of get re- regrounded, recentered. I think that's good advice, too. Yeah, see, it doesn't seem to bother the cokey frogs at all. They're still doing their thing, right? Like, I don't think it bothers nature that much. It just messes with the humans for some reason. Like, we don't, uh, we don't, I know what it's like when you get in that communication. And, and you know where I, I have a really hard time with it is texting. I hate texting, man. Like, I hate it. I hate texting. No offense to the chat room or anything, but you could say one thing. This is why I like voices. That's why I want people to call in because your tone changes everything. You could say a sentence one way and you could say it in a whole nother way and you sound Truth. different, right? But so when you type something in, in a chat room, the, the way that person's feeling, or let's say a text message, they're going to read it the way they feel on the inside and reflect that back to you. And then you're like, oh, no, 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 that's not what I was saying, or I'm just playing or this or that. And then it's just like a nightmare after that. Just pick up so the phone. true. Also, punctuation changes everything. A comma here, a you know, period when there shouldn't be one, or vice versa. Oh, I'm so terrible with that. <laughs> because a comma can make all the difference. I find. Yeah, we sound like a bunch. We sound like a bunch of old people right now talking about commas. <laughs> <laughs> Put your commas where they're supposed to be. Uh, you know, just pick up the phone and call somebody, you know, <laughs> are you afraid you're going to have to talk to somebody for something for more than a minute? Is that what it none is? Of this, none of this newfangled texting business. Yeah, man. Let's like get done, get over it. You know, it's okay to pick up the phone. 
I think that would be my advice. If I could give you some Joe's hillbilly redneck advice from Mercury Retrograde, it would be to pick <laughs> up the phone and call somebody. That's what it would be. So, you know, you don't get missing. Like, I would, I didn't know that when you capitalize stuff in texting that that absolutely meant that you were screaming. <laughs> I thought it was just you're emphasizing your words. And it's really weird. That's, you know, that's how I use the caps. Yeah. It's but really weird to have somebody go take it as yelling. Stop yelling. And I'm like, I'm typing on a keyboard. How could I be yelling? Number one. And I'm just making sure that, you know, this part of the sentence is more important, but no, it's screaming. So there's some like direct rules in texting and chat, I guess. So I'm afraid to put anything in caps anymore. <clears throat> just terrifying. I still do. So I still put things in caps and I'm not sorry. Because sometimes you just need things to be in all caps. Yeah, so they get the message, right? So yes. you know that this is important. See, people, I've done messed this all up. People in chat are putting in wandering. They're spelling it with an O. No, it's it's with an yeah. A. Yeah. A wandering. Think of a magic wand. A wandering witch. And see, when I say wandering, it sounds more redneck <laughs> than it would if I was saying wandering. It's a wandering witch. <laughs> w a n d e r i n g, wandering. Let's have a wander. Yeah. Let's go have a wander. I like uh, to wander. Yeah. She wanders. Kind of <laughs> like when you fart and it don't smell. That's a wander. You know what I mean? Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> See, is that with an O? No, that's a, that, yeah, that's with the O, and that's a, that's uh, definitely with the O. How's the witch school is, going, by the way? But this is one case where the texting would come in handy because there's no accent there. I don't even feel like I have an accent. I don't know why, you do. but everybody talks about like, oh man, you got the a really big accent. Like whatever, man. I don't have an accent. I don't hear it. But you know, that voice you hear in your ears when you're talking doesn't sound anything like uh, what you really sound like. That's why I think everybody it's, hates their voice. It's true. Because you think you sound kind of cool in your ears. At least I do. In my ears, I think I sound cool. And then when I hear my voice, I'm like, oh, God. You know? Well, it's, it's the voice that you're accustomed to hearing. And then you hear a different voice and it doesn't sound like what you're used to hearing. It sounds foreign or odd or I know. It took me a week to listen to the first show that we did for that very reason. Really? You, yes. You couldn't, you couldn't work your way through it? You don't like your voice? No. People have been messaging me that they like how I sound, and I really appreciate it because I feel I sound like a little child almost to myself when I hear recordings. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? I tell you like the I, I'm proud of my accent. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of where I'm from. And I've never had anybody like uh I've never been to any part of the this country where people didn't treat me where people just didn't like me, you know, because of the way I talked. But the only people that ever treated me like snooty because of my accent or were were actually people that were in my family. They're in my family. They were from California. Um one of it was like my aunts. Anyways, I don't want to say her name, but they 
they lived in Hollywood and one of them actually, I think it was my aunt, second aunt, something like that. She babysitted Ray Romano's kids from everybody loves Raymond. So we got all of these autographed pictures and stuff. She's like, well, you could come out here to California. You just need to work on your accent and take some speech classes. Wow. What a snooty ass thing to say to me. And by the way, the guy that did, uh, uh, fast and furious Tokyo drift has a more of an accent than I do. He didn't fix his language. He's been in a ton of movies. You know, I just want to give a shout out to people in Hollywood that have their original teeth. <laughs> I <laughs> what? love, I love a crooked grill. <laughs> you like I crooked do. grills? Yes. I think it adds so much character when people keep their original teeth and don't, whatever they do, put on veneers, I think it's called. I'm not sure what the process is, but it looks like a perfect, you know, flipper kind of thing. I really love when people in Hollywood have their original teeth. It It's such a turn on for me. Men, women, I think it's awesome. Like it turn on in a good way, you know, like it makes me feel excited inside. And when people have an accent because that's where their region, you know, they talk that way, I think that's cool. I don't think you need to be self-conscious or feel badly about it. And we all don't need to talk the same way. It's so boring. Yeah. See, people are people in the chat are saying, I like your accent. I'm from California. I think Arkansas draws a sexiest Southern draw. I, f- I feel like Charlie Sheen right now, winning. I'm just winning, you know? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> you remember he's all on drugs and he was doing those interviews. That was the craziest thing to watch. Just him. Like, you know, I'm just winning. You know, people get mad at me <laughs> because I'm winning all the time. But, um, no, I I have actually felt that kind of resentment from people that you wouldn't think that you would. You know what I'm talking about? I hate to even talk about it, but it's a real thing, and I think it's shady as hell. <laughs> but you get certain people in your life that are supposed to be close to you, but you can feel their resentment. They mm. resent you for what you've done for some reason. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Wow. I don't know if it's because you've done it or it reminds them of what they haven't done or they just like to resent people because they're shady some bitches or I don't know, but you can feel mm-hmm. it. Oh, yes. We could do a, an entire show about that in my experience with that. Well, I'd like to talk about it. I don't think it's, okay. I don't think it's a nice thing to do to people. You know, everybody wants to be happy and nice and and successful and all this other stuff, but you can't be that way if you only want it for yourself and nobody else. 
or if you only want you to be happy and nobody else. And then if you're the kind of person where when somebody else's happiness or success or they get to a certain level in life or maybe they're just in a different position than you are in life or, or whatever and you get all resentful about it, then, I mean, why don't you just go bury yourself up to your shoulders and do the rest of us a favor? That's the way I feel about it. I get tired of it, honestly. I'm starting to feel a little mean right now thinking about it. What do you Ornery. Do? Yeah, ornery. <clears throat> what do you do when you feel like that, when you feel that? You get away when I feel from ornery? It? No, when you feel people that resent you for being who you are. I know there's people in your life that have done it because you're a super cool, positive person, you know, willing to take risks and do what it takes to get what you want in life. You probably get some resentment from some people, don't you? Absolutely. And the worst has been from my family, to be honest. Imagine that. Yeah. It's been a heartbreaking experience for me. But probably what has made me the strongest is having to stand strong in who I am amidst projection and taking on the black sheep role and the scapegoat and that sort of thing. Do you know where the scapegoat comes from? Have you ever heard of that? You can tell me though. Oh my my gosh. So the scapegoat in a family. So the origin of the word scapegoat or the concept of scapegoat comes from the Old Testament when Mo and I'm gonna get biblical when <laughs> when when Moses went up to receive the Ten Commandments, Aaron, his high priest, was left down ministering to the tribes, I guess. And things went awry. They brought out the golden calf and They started to act like heathens again, not listening to whatever um, YHVH Moses was leading them to listen to. So they rebelled and they went back to worshiping Ishtar and whatever else was going on. So when Moses came down after chatting with the burning bush and receiving the tablets, etc., he was super disappointed that they were fornicating and lusting and whatever was out, you know, whatever their sins were. I'm not even sure. But at that point they were so, um, forlorn and, you know, devastated that Moses was disappointed in them, that they didn't know how to handle their grief. And Aaron, the high priest said, take all of your guilt and shame and harsh feelings and give it to this calf. The strongest of the herd was taken out and placed upon the altar to be the scapegoat. Like killed so the this calf? So so one by one the community put all of their sins, touched the goat and put all of their sins into it. Like take it. So they dumped it into this vessel, into the scapegoat. And then they killed it as a as an offering, as a sacrifice. That's terrible. But that's what a lot of people in dysfunctional families take on this role of the scapegoat. I didn't do it willingly, but it just sort of happened. And over the years, I've done a lot of 
research and therapy and spiritual groups and different things to, you know, get myself on track with stuff and own my shadow and understand ancestral karma and things like that. Um, but what I found was that the scapegoat is always the strongest. And that's why they choose them is because they can handle it. They wouldn't take someone who was weak or who was flimsy because they couldn't handle to, they wouldn't be able to bear the sins or the energy. That's such a cool story. I'm glad you shared that with us. Now you know where Scapegoat comes from. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with A Wandering, W A N D, A Wandering Witch.com. Navier Laura's with us. It's funny, I got your name right, but the Wandering, <laughs> we're still working on. Be right back. you love talk radio then you'll love talkstreamlive.com talkstream live is always on 24 7 with the best streaming talk shows find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones it's free readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier just go to talkstreamlive.com be sure to download the free apps from google play or the itunes app store is that a new music app? Yeah, check it out. Surfer Music Discovery. It links to thousands of online stations, but the twist is you see the song names and artists that are now playing live. That's different. No guessing. Looks like a waterfall of music. So many formats. Rock, oldies, country, R&B, jazz, and a whole lot more. How's that spelled? Surfer. S-U-R-F-R. Is it expensive? It's free. No need to sign up or sign in. Get the Surfer Music app free from Google Play or the App Store. Do you want to know the truth? Are UFOs real? Are aliens visiting Earth? Are governments around the world hiding the biggest secret in history? We're UFO Seekers, official partner of The Fringe FM, and we're on a hunt for the truth. Join us as we investigate locations like Area 51 by subscribing on YouTube at youtube.com slash UFO Seekers. This is the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. Recent video footage shows the movement of a large swarm of locusts filling the skies over Zhangjing, China. Part of the plague has already ravaged millions of acres of crops across Kenya, Somalia, and Ethiopia. The UN issued a threat warning over a huge swarm of locusts that is migrating over Southwest Asia, prompting fears of potential crop losses. Keith Cressman, senior agricultural officer for the UN, explains about the phenomenon. This is a very rare phenomena, but once it does occur, it, it becomes extremely threatening um, to food securities, livelihoods, pastures, and of course, with pastures, if, if herders have to move animals into new areas, that this can be sources of conflict. The migration has been traveling over Africa and substantial parts of the subcontinent. China continues to impose lockdowns on entire cities as it struggles to contain the coronavirus. Raising further worries for the country's economic output and likely demand if the locust strikes. 
In an ancient mass grave in Athens, Greece, more than 80 shackled skeletons have been found. Archaeologists excavating the necropolis discovered the mass graves of 80 men's shackled remains. Some of the bodies were laid out neatly, while others appeared to be tossed in a pit. Analysis of the teeth indicate that the remains were of healthy young men. The head of excavation said they were all executed in the same way. It is not known who the men were, but scientists believe with testing they can determine how the men died. NASA has confirmed that SpaceX, with its Crew Dragon spacecraft, will soon become the first private company in history to launch astronauts to the International Space Station. The first manned test flight will happen as soon as this spring. Elon Musk previously revealed that the launch's working date is March 7th and will take off with veteran astronauts Doug Hurley and Bob Behnken on board. The Crew Dragon successfully completed a test flight to the ISS without astronauts on board in early 2019, spending a few days docked to the adapter before coming home. A UFO sighting was reported to MUFON. Over Disneyland Galaxy's Edge in Anaheim, California in January, a witness and his family were waiting in a group of about 20 people outside the lightsaber build shop. The group saw six bright lights flying overhead in random directions. The witness says, we watched them move around for about a minute, and then six lights formed into two parallel lines. And then staying in formation, they drifted slowly, continuing northwest until they were out of sight. The witness reported they were 300 to 500 feet in the air. This is the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. If you would like to text, you can text in at 501-777-5631. And welcome back to Lighting the Void. I'm your host, Joe Roop. We're here with Navier Alora since uh, we had a second strike from Rock Estaldo. We don't give three around, yeah. And uh, it's interesting. Derek Murphy, a.k.a. the Night Stalker has posted something in the Fringe FM group on Facebook, which I highly recommend that you go join. It talks about, and from uh, theatlantic.com and their culture section, why witchcraft is on the rise and America's interest in spellcasting tends to wax as instability rises and trust in the establishment ideas. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Plummet. So, according to this article, Trust in the establishment, trust in the government, trust in pretty much everything we've ever been taught is plummeting. So it's causing things like the occult and witchcraft to be on the rise and causing people to go back to the old gods for help. And I think that it works, right? Witchcraft uh, and feminism and all that jazz. Have you ever went back to any old gods for help, Navier? Have you ever contacted any of them? Oh, my gosh, every day. Really? Who's your, which yeah. one's your favorite? <clears throat> wow. So many. Um, they've also made themselves known to me. So sometimes what you seek is seeking you. I find that with the pagan gods. And sometimes folks just have a natural affinity to one or the other. And they just start showing up their symbols, their animals that they're associated with, um, that sort of thing, they'll just start popping up. Like you'll see um, ads or book titles or people will mention things with their, that person's name in it, that god or goddess's name in them. Um, it's it's really wondrous once you sort of just sign up to be open to receive um, any kind of divine connection or interaction. I feel like they're archetypes, but they exist outside of us as well why do you think people are afraid of the old gods though you know why do you think people get scared when you talk about that kind of stuff well there's there's a lot of hollywood to blame for that i think and also a couple of thousand years of i hate to say it but a lot of christianity putting fear into our psyches around what the old gods are or aren't and that um we're most of us were raised in a judeo-christian system so worshiping old gods or connecting to old gods pagan gods gods of nature um pre-christian gods different ways of putting it but i think there's you know i had to get over that in my late teens when i first started getting into paganism honestly there was still some fear when i was reading about the horned god that sounded like the devil to me and that's who he was fashioned after in fact was the horn god so the god of nature kanunos or hern or pan um collectively known as the horn god that's the archetype um he was what people modeled the devil or Satan after that image with the horns and cloven hoofs and such. That's that's funny because uh, Crowley did a lot of uh, odes to Pan, or the great god mm-hmm. Pan. Um, mm-hmm. now, it's, a, you, it's a smear campaign. <laughs> it's a smear campaign, right. Now, do you look it at is. these old gods as like aspects of like one spirit, or do you really look at them as separate like real gods, you know? I feel ultimately that everything is one, and that would include 
everything, mineral, plant, human, ether, etc. If you go high enough, but on different levels, we are separate and we are individuated. And I do feel that the pagan gods or the old gods have an existence outside of our accepting them, realizing them, connecting with them or not. I feel that they are part of the, the collective and they're having their own influence and experience. And if we choose to work with them or open to have them in our lives, it's interactive, like legit interactive. Hmm. Now, you know what a lot of people would say, though, Navier, they would say, you know, these old gods are disguising themselves as good things, but they're really just demons in disguise trying to trick you to get you to worship them you ever heard of that before oh yeah i've heard that and also on the flip side i've heard that the judeo-christian god jehovah slash yahweh slash y-h-v-h-l tetragrammaton right that that is actually the demi-urge of the 3d realm and he's made himself both sides of the coin as as Yahweh slash Satan. It's the same being. And that's the deception that he's put out there is that he's, you know, it's like, oh, all the bad is the devil and I'm all the good. But it's really Saturn and Jupiter. It's the same, same coin, just a different face that you choose to land on. But it's the same being. And he's, um, yeah, so that's a whole rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. that I've, I've done a lot of sort of deconstructing of my, I was raised Catholic and grew up a very mystical child. And my dad was very devout in his Catholicism. And I went to 12 years of private Catholic s- schools and all that. So I was always looking for a spiritual connection and didn't find it necessarily in Catholicism. I found it in paganism and um also connecting to fire sacred drum and dance and all night um drum and dance circles was kind of a big thing for me it i say it was psychotherapy like three years of psychotherapy in one night because when you ride that wave of trance and you don't have to participate in psychedelics it's not there's, it's not like an ayahuasca circle or something. It's sober, and it's just um, going into the liminal spaces, into the trance state. And yes, you're a little sleep deprived, and you know you're trying to stay hydrated. But there is that element of just surrendering to this container of drum and dance and song and community. Super powerful. Yeah, you know I've done that once when I went out to Nevada. Uh, I told this story a million times, but I haven't really told the details of it. So I went to this event in Nevada called Magical, and it was the first place that I ever went to to meet pagans for the first time in my entire life. And uh, growing up a Christian, this was like a big deal for me because this is when I st- first started having questions about things and was looking into magic and mysticism and all that stuff. Right, so I go down to the to Nevada. And I meet uh, David Griffin, who's the head of the Order of the Golden Dawn, and uh, Leslie McQuaid. But they still had people from all over. They had Thelemites that came out there. They had um, 
like these covens of witches that came out there. They did this event for like three, I think three or four years in a row. Even EA Coetting came out there one time and they had a big discussion about black and white magic one year. And they had this big, they still have it out there, just this big circle that they made out in the desert, this big fire circle with columns all the way around it. And I'm thinking, you know, my upbringing's got me thinking like they're about to sacrifice something in here. And there's some <laughs> weird stuff going down, you know. Uh, so I'm kind of laying back in the cut, just watching. I don't get too close, but it was really a cool party, man. They had fire breathers and fire throwing stuff going on. And, uh, they had this girl that showed up with like a really huge snake and did this weird dance. And it was so entertaining. It was kind of, it was like all art. That's all it was. And the whole time I'm sitting here thinking, Man, this is evil, it's demonic, or whatever, you know, that voice you got in the back of your head that you were raised with. Mm-hmm. And really, all these people are doing is expressing themselves. That's it. Yes. They're just expressing themselves. And then they had like a kind of like a Burning Man type deal out there where they had a little, like a Burning Man statue, kind of, and burn it. And they did this pagan ritual where they had uh, one person dressed up as a, uh, like the part, almost like a play. You know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. when Baphomet was in there, too, if that freaks anybody out, you know, but you don't really know what Baphomet really means. If you're freaked out by it, you need to read Eliphas Levi. So I watched the whole thing. And after when it was all said and done, I was like, really? I mean, is this what everybody was afraid of? Seriously. It's a smear campaign, I'm telling you. And interesting was was it a segment temple that you were at no no it was more like it was it was not really a temple i mean there was a temple out there it was kind of hidden but it wasn't a segment temple no okay because the some of the folks that were doing the alchemical circles were um living in las vegas and they they do have um a segment temple well i was actually in pahrump nevada Okay. I mean, I went into okay. Vegas, but Prump is like outside okay. of Nevada. So it's the deep, dark desert out there next to where Death Valley is and all that. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it's fun times. And you'll never see a night wow. sky like that in your entire life. I promise you, ever. Um, Maybe in Hawaii. I'm telling you, we have no light pollution here. But it was and like horizon either- to horizon, though. Flat land, you know, sky. Yeah. We are the most remote island chain. And because of the... Um, tall, um, I think they call them TMTs, the um, 30 meter telescope. We have a very low light pollution here on the island. So, but you know what I'm saying? I'm like, when are they going to bring out the goat and cut the goat's head off? Or where's the the virgin they're going to sacrifice? Or when are they all going to start getting naked and all this other stuff? None of that really happened. I mean, there was some nakedness, but it wasn't, you know, it was just normal kind of stuff. I will say this, though, like pagans are, are not afraid to take their clothes off for the most part. A certain set of witches, I will say, are not. And it's kind of True freaky, story. you know, when you're, story. when you're Christian and you've raised, you've been raised around what they call scruples. And everybody's like, oh, you know, we're not ashamed of nothing. Everything comes off and you're like, I don't know what y'all are doing, but I'm keeping my clothes on. I don't know. I ain't taking it was mine a, off. It was a process for me. And most of my 30s, I spent... Um, traveling around to festivals and 
I went back to my hometown to visit some of my girlfriends from high school. We're still in touch after all these years, which is really sweet. And one of them was having a pool party. And I walked over and she looked at me and she wagged her fingers and she said, you keep your clothes on. (laughs) (laughs) And I laughed at her and I said, I know. And she said, I'm serious because I, okay, I was on a campaign that I really resented having to wear bathing suits because it's like, okay, I'm. Well, I'm taking a bath. I'm going to put on a fur coat. Why? Why am I doing that? I'm getting in water. It's a, a most unnatural thing to put on clothes to have to get in the water. I was really resentful of having to wear a bathing suit. So when I lived in Hawaii the first time, my teacher and I would go to public beaches and not wear a bathing suit. And a few times we almost got arrested. But it was just to just to make people think about... Why are you getting in the water with clothes on? It doesn't make any sense. It's the most natural thing to be, you know. I can tell you why free. I do it. But, you know, fish like to bite. That's why. That's why I put clothes oh. on. They bite I, you. I hear that. I get you. <laughs> and then it I hurts. Get you. you ever been nailed by a bass or a big brim, you know, one about the size of your hand? Feels like you've been snake bit. But, but no, I understand what you're saying. And you're right, but I don't know. Again, see, there's a southern phrase called scruples. Have you ever heard of it? S-C-R-O-U-P-L-E-S. Like you have scruples. You know, and I was raised around people that got scruples. If you say, number one, if you say you're going to do something, you do it. Now, I don't know anywhere that that's more prevalent than in the south. I'm not saying it's not in the northwest or whatever, but from my travels and meeting people, it seems like, you know, where I'm from, people tell you they do something, they're going to do it. And that's all there is to mm-hmm. it. most people, right? I really value that. And, you know, uh, there's a, we have a lot of war heroes from the South, too. I think we're just crazy here, maybe. But there's we still have a little bit of grit, and I figured out what it was, Navier. It's not that we're cool or we're special or slightly stupid or anything like that. It's just the, it's the damn humidity. Is what it is. <laughs> it gets so hot here. I mean, if you go to Texas, you think it's hot in Hawaii, you should go to Texas. Or you get, there's a different kind of heat. Because when I went out to the desert, it was 100 degrees and I was fine. I mean, the air is a little dry. I just needed some water. But I was fine. Mm-hmm. It's 100 degrees here, though. And you're in hot water. It's like you're swimming in water all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's it's bad. But anyways, um, my point is, is that when I went to this place and saw this like jake was saying you know don't judge i had to really shift my entire upbringing in one night that wasn't easy for me to do especially since i'm in my you know i think it was in my early 30s when this happened Mm -hmm. in one night but the, the thing about it was is here's the difference these people treated me with respect which was something that was different for me here where I'm from, even with my family and stuff, you got to kind of earn your respect, so to speak. They respect you, but they're not going to give you this kind of equal treatment until you kind of prove yourself type thing. And that, 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 and I think it's that way in a lot of families and it might be a man thing or I don't know, but out there, I mean, I could have stood up in front of everybody that was out there, started talking and everybody would listen. They didn't even know me. So everybody was treated like on a, seriously, on a level that I've never been treated before. 
in my life. And it's kind of, it's kind of hard to explain, but I really enjoyed it. You know, that's so beautiful. It's like you were honored and accepted and they extended that trust right off the bat to you without you having to earn it or prove yourself. Yeah, there was no, there was no snobbiness. There was no, um, there was nobody that acted like they were more important than the other person. And I know what I'm saying to you right now sounds like, duh. I mean, that's the way you should treat everybody. But really, if you think about it, we don't treat people that way. Most of us, especially uh, in the Bible Belt, we're nice, we're hospitable, but people don't treat you with the same kind of attention that I got treated, I got treated with out there. And there was people from, like, mm. colleges that, you know, they had big-time education and stuff. I mean, it was intimidating for me, kind of, because I didn't have any college background or anything like that. But when I would talk and ask questions and stuff, man, it was like they all wanted to keep talking with me. I think that's probably oh. what got me hooked into all this was being treated that way, honestly. They love-bombed you. Yeah, they did. I got love-bombed. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And it's been something amazing and beneficial to your life, right? Yeah, that's right. The night soccer said, yeah, that's how it starts. Then they bring out the bees. <laughs> yeah, like uh, <laughs> like the Wicker Man or whatever. Like they treated. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah, that movie. No. No, it wasn't Circa, like ni- Circa 1973 Wicker Man. Yeah, no doubt. Re- that's the good one. The old one, right? I refuse to watch the new one. No offense to Nicolas Cage or anything, but I just can't. No, out of the principle, old one is so much better because he's yes. freaking out and there. He's like, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in the blood of Jesus Christ. And he's, then he's like, okay, yeah, well, it doesn't matter what you believe. You're still going to die. You know? <laughs> <laughs> much, have, so you're going to burn. That, no that one wants to watch that. No one wants to watch that movie with me because I can't keep quiet. I have to recite everyone, everyone's dialogue throughout the movie. It's bad. I am that girl watching that movie. I'm reciting the entire movie dialogue. I, I love hate it. it when people do that. Do you do that for real? I know. I I have to watch it by myself. Oh, that's terrible. My, do you do that in theaters? Have, no, like no, no. You don't no. go rewatch movies and then start. You don't because, okay, that's, it's still no. pretty bad though now, VA. You know how annoying it's, that is, right? It's annoying, and that's why I just watch it alone and enjoy all of my little quirks by myself without putting other people through it. Yeah, I did. You know, it did kind of make me feel weird because there was a time when I grew up that if I would have been caught in that thing like the Wicker Man was, I would have probably done the same thing, you know, because I was raised mm-hmm. one of those Southern Baptist Christians. You know, and I heard um, David, uh, Dancing Dave, on the show before where his, you know, he's talking about how this church judged him and everything. I went through mm-hmm. that. My, me and my dad went through that both. He, he would uh, ask questions in church during, you know, how they have the, I guess it's Wednesday nights. Sometimes they have this Bible. It's not really like Bible study, but they get real intensive about what they're trying to learn. And so, my father would actually stand up and ask questions in the middle of church. He wouldn't wait till after or whatever. And he would say, he would ask him questions like, well, it says right here in the Bible that God says that he's no part of a lie. And yet you're teaching us about Santa Claus and all this other stuff. Why do we do that? Or it says here that, uh, 
Jesus was born on this day or whatever. So why are we celebrating Christmas on the 25th? And he would just ask questions that we all should be asking. And you know what? They voted him out. They called him a black sheep kind of. They actually quoted Bible verses and said that he should have been cast out because he was a black sheep, so to speak. Three or four different churches we went to. Because he was a free thinker and he was sincerely asking important questions to get answers and to explore just like you're doing, like we're all doing. And there's no harm. It's like, why can't we ask questions? Why can't we debate and, you know, go back and forth with each other and hear each other's point of views and research and study? If people are shutting that down, to me, that means what are you hiding? What are you afraid of? Why can't we question it's good to be questioning authority and to be free thinkers. They had a, uh, they had their uh, shoot. We got to take a break, but they had their, uh, you know, their um, boards, you know, the church board where where everybody votes. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have that. You shouldn't have politics in church. I don't think. So I didn't it's see that in pagans either. Like, I mean, there was a priest or priestess or whatever, but there wasn't like a board of people that voted if so-and-so is going to be in or out or something like that, you know? It's an unorganized religion or spiritual path. Now, There's you, really no grand, grand high poobah lording over anyone. Do you have your own, like, um... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What do you call it? Group of witches that you've been hanging around for a while? A coven? That's the word for it. I've had multiple different groups or organizations that I've worked with over the years. But currently... I have just a handful of local witches that we observe the Sabbaths together. And now I have my um, witch school that I'm working with locals here and then also um, virtually all over the place. You know, that would be cool, too, that we could talk about when we come back. You, you want to talk to us about some of these holidays, these non-traditional holidays that we're not used to? Sure. That would be cool. All right. We'll be right back with Navier Alora A Wandering, spelled like magic wand, a wandering witch.com. We'll be right back. <laughs> it's a wander. <laughs> it's a wander. Yeah. My 
name is Jake. I'm from Billings, Montana, and I am a Void Walker. Hey, Joe Root. Thanks for lighting the void. This is Janine in the bluegrass of Kentucky, and I am a Void Walker. What's up, guys? This is Daniel from San Marcos, Texas, and I'm a Void Walker. I listen to the show to keep myself aligned with the world. Hi, this is Laura, a.k.a. Laura Lavender. I'm from Las Vegas, and I listen to Lighting the Void because it helps me understand some of the strangest experiences I've had. So thanks for all that you do and for always being there for us, Joe. You can tug all day long on a carpet that's been glued to the floor. Then you hurt. There are many strong glues out there. Let's see. There's liquid nails and Gorilla Glue. You ever try to remove 3M5200? That adhesive is strong. Then there's bathroom caulk, silicone rubber, adhesive tape, super glue, flex tape, and stickers. Graffiti. Scientists have come up with glues that stay stuck and can't be removed. Until now. Until Handyman Formula by DeBond. That's right. 95% of adhesives become unstuck when you spray Handyman Formula directly on them. Just spray, wait a few minutes, and remove. It's amazing. Most adhesives become unstuck when you use Handyman Formula. Visit DeBondCorporation.com or MCMaster.com. Call 561-575-4200. This stuff really works. Handyman Formula by DeBond, a great Christmas gift. Have you ever seen an adder banner which brought you a feeling that someone is reading your mind or even listening to your conversations? Your online data is being used against you. Surfshark is a VPN service that makes online privacy protection easy and attainable. You can use it on as many devices as you'd like simultaneously. Surfshark encrypts all internet traffic sent to and from your devices and ensures that your IP address remains hidden. The VPN service that we use at UFO Seekers plus one month free for $1.99 a month. Visit surfshark.deals/seekers. Ancientlifeoil.com for your CBD needs. Just remember, ancientlifeoil.com. Was it due for the body? You ask. I can't say due to the people in the suits that run the industry. Big Farm is all over CBD because of its H E. Well, you know what I mean. Research the benefits of CBD on Google and come back to ancientlifeoil.com and purchase your CBD today. Non-GMO and all organic. You don't want to be using a petroleum product. You want to be using the cleanest CBD product on the market. AncientLifeOil.com We even have CBD for your pet. Help your pet's discomfort. Help your discomfort. Log on to AncientLifeOil.com That's AncientLifeOil.com Newly reduced prices to pass off the savings to the most important person. You. AncientLifeOil.com And one more thing, we have topicals too. So if you have joint pain and some different issues that are going on in your body, you might want to use a topical. Think about it. AncientLifeOil.com Hey, is that a new music app? Yeah, check it out. Surfer Music Discovery. It links to thousands of online stations, but the twist is you see the song names and artists that are now playing live. That's different. No guessing. Looks like a waterfall of music. So many formats. Rock, oldies, country, R&B, jazz, and a whole lot more. How's that spelled? Surfer. S-U-R-F-R. Is it expensive? It's free. No need to sign up or sign in. Get the Surfer Music app free from Google Play or the App Store. 
Have you suffered in silence or experienced stress from a paranormal experience? Even if it happened 20 years ago, when thinking or talking about it today still makes you feel sick to your stomach or makes your heart beat faster, or you suddenly can't breathe. Maybe you even feel those old familiar signs of a panic attack trying to reach the surface. You could have unprocessed emotional responses. Those reactions of terror and trauma are no different than living through a horrible assault, childhood abuse, or a terrible car accident. It can be nearly impossible to find help. The very instance of seeing a ghost or encountering a cryptid could be clinically described as seeing or hearing things that aren't there. You could be considered psychotic, or at best, you're just not taken seriously. Out of a growing mountain of research, the National Institute for Integrative Healthcare showed that 8 out of 10 veterans who completed just 6 one-hour EFT sessions no longer tested positive for PTSD. If you've had paranormal trauma, you can contact Metaphorical Archaeology by calling 214-995-3754. Again, that's 214-995-3754 for a discreet consultation. To call Joe, pick up the phone, dial 1-800-588-0335, toll free from the United States or Canada. You're listening to Lighting the Void Radio. Is that the part you're, that you're talking about when he walks up to the statue on Wicker <laughs> yes. Man and he sees it and he knows he's about to get roasted? Right. He knows what's coming. <laughs> By the way, uh, said- Kurt, you're unbanned from the chat. You just got to start being nice and stop saying bad stuff and I'll let you back in there. But yeah, it is that he was a really good actor in that movie, though, wasn't he? He was. There, I mean, also Christopher Lee, isn't it? And whoever those fellows are that are um, in the beginning of the movie when he's um, approaching the shore and they're like, have you lost your beddings? You can't get here without written permission. And they're like talking in this wonderful accent and he's just completely confused by these locals. I love those guys too. Yeah, they don't make films the way they used to. But, uh, you know, before we move on to uh, this, the ancient holidays those terrible pagan uh holidays that you want to talk about you you celebrate some holidays that are kind of special but i think um you said during the break you wanted to talk to me about because we were talking about old gods and stuff remember Mm -hmm. yeah um so there was a a point for me i mean i was having mystical experiences since i was a little kid and but for the most part, I never really had that choice of is the metaphysical or supernatural real because it always was a big part of my life. But even that still, even that being part of my reality and shaping my belief system, I still had some doubts about experiences I was having. And I was studying with the shaman and we were doing um like a weekend workshop where it was just completely closed. Everyone was there sleeping there fully immersed in this shamanic weekend. And um, this was the weekend that the veils were completely off. And I knew a hundred percent that this was real and my experiences were completely legit and interactive. And I'll tell the story. So the first thing was the shaman 
said, um, go ahead into your shamanic body. And he led this ritual exercise to, to, you know, it was over a course of a couple of days. So we're in this like soupy space. So we're down in this um, shamanic lodge and we're doing our experience. And he starts out loud saying, you see what she's doing with her guide down in the shamanic lodge. You all need to do what she's doing. And he's describing what's happening to me. And meanwhile, I mean, to an, an outsider, our eyes are just closed and we're meditating. But this shaman has such clear sight in this shamanic, quote unquote, shamanic world that we're interacting in that he can describe out loud to everyone what I'm doing in my mind, in my experience. Well, that's trippy. It was so detailed. I mean, he described my guide. He described what it was doing to me. He described what I was doing to it. He described the feelings around it. It blew my head off. And I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that this was really, this is, this is all real, <laughs> you know? And the next day, we got into the trance state again, it th- and that took some time. It wasn't just, boom, we're in trance state. It was hours of exercises and breath work and meditation and things and different ceremonies to get us there. But once we were finally there, we locked into this sort of trance space, and we were supposed to get down into our shadows and bring them up with us and communicate as if we were giving them a voice, giving the shadow side of us a voice. And you hear this a lot, right? The shadow side and do your shadow work and you can't, you know, avoid it as a new ager or as a white lighter. We have to embrace our shadows. So here I am going full steam ahead into this shadow work. And I go down to meet my shadow and I can see myself, see the shadow self. And you saw yourself. I did. I saw it as a witness, and it was this um, this uh, this woman, and it was this conversation as if like, okay, I'm an aspect of your shadow. Can we kind of merge for a minute and do this exercise? Like it was consensual, you know what I mean? But okay. when I saw her, it was, um, and I'm not a super. Um, athletic person. I'm probably more athletic now than I've been in many years. But then I was even more of a Cancerian sort of moonbeam girl, you know. And but in the shadow self, I was ripped. I had like guns for days and I had these long um dreadlocks. Barbarella on steroids, right? Super like I've never seen Barbarella, but I know what you're talking about. Definitely, like warrior woman, um, intense vibe. So, but, and I feel, I could feel her energy approaching me. And it's really um, (sighs) bloodlusty and sexual and like warrior woman beyond anything I've ever experienced before. And the shaman says, okay, everyone has their shadow. We're going to bring it up and have a conversation and let you tell us what your shadow wants to say. What does your shadow want kind of thing? So I get to go first. And it was interesting that the group was all men except me. And 
there was a lot of women scheduled to be there, but it worked out that I was the only woman amongst this big group of men, which was already already kind of weird, right? So now I'm this like Barbarella woman showing up and I just looked at them and said, I want to kill you all and lick your blood. That's what I want to do. That's what my shadow is, is saying to them. And I'm saying this out loud. I want to kill you all. And I want to lick your blood. And I'm like laughing as I'm saying it. And it's coming through me. And the shaman starts laughing also. And apparently his shadow side was the brother of my shadow. Who? So he, he turns to me and he says, welcome, a knot and all the hair on the back of my neck stood up and then he introduces himself as Baal, her brother and I really wasn't up on my Canaanite gods and goddesses I have since researched it but that's exactly who was laying there in my shadow realm that wanted to come up and play was this Canaanite goddess Anat and the, her myth is that El, the sky father god was afraid of her and that Baal, her brother, would get her to ask and petition El for favors because El didn't want to piss his daughter off. So he like, whatever you want, I'll do kind of thing because she was so terrifying. And that's sort of her legend. But she's also that untamable force in women, much like the Sekhmet, much like a Kali, much like a Lilith, if you want to go down that road. But I mean... I really didn't know much about her and the way that she showed up to me is exactly what her myth and legends are. And I yeah, think that, that we can freaky. Yeah. So, yeah, we... so I mean, from a Christian point of view though, they would say that you literally did invoke a demon into your, like, that's what they would think. And it'd be like, mm-hmm. no, it's not a demon. It's just somebody that, you know, wants to cut your heads off and lick your blood. <laughs> well, I didn't kill anyone. I didn't lick anyone's blood. There was no um, knives or anything. It was just all talking and just experiencing. And that was part of the exercise was to witness your shadow and acknowledge it. And mine manifested as a Canaanite goddess, but others manifested as non-god and goddess um, archetypes. But they got to they, Did you have they to do ayahuasca or anything? To, to get no. there? No, it was just like a the shaman it just was, knew how to get you there, huh? We did take um, flower essences and they were burning some herbs, but non psychoactive herbs, really. Hmm. It says a knot appears as a fierce, wild, and furious warrior in battle, wading knee deep in blood, striking off heads, <laughs> cutting off hands, binding the heads to her torso and the hands in her sash. Driving out the old men and townsfolk with her arrows, and her heart is filled with joy. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very Kali-like and very Sekhmet-like also. But if you put things into perspective, right, men for, you know, I don't know, aeons, right, have been battling in war. And it's been the man's job to shed blood and to hold the line with weapons but it wasn't always that way. And women also, I mean, I didn't um, choose to have children. 
some folks say that women bleed every month or women have childbirth and that's their trial. And men need war because they don't get that with women. Huh. But I I feel like I'm the aunt or I'm the the single woman. I I I'm not the mother. I'm the dark maiden. I'm not that um archetype where I've chosen to procreate or give life in that way. So I get why Anat would come to me because there is that part of me that wants to sort of bring down um, injustice, not just men, but all injustice. So I understand that sort of ferocious um, slay, slay what doesn't work, slay what's unfair, slay what needs to be cleared away. I kind of think that's an all women deep down, honestly. Sounds like my last marriage, actually. She wanted my blood too, you know, I think it's, I, but, but look, I'm in all seriousness though. If you look at, mm-hmm. uh, any esoteric, any, any esoteric studies, or you could even take the tree of life that that energy is the, uh, giver of life, but there's also the fear side too. There's, you know, birth and death, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, it all kind of lines up with, the esoteric stuff anyways, no matter how graphic it comes out, you know, uh, I mean, come on, death is a part of it. War is a part of life. It just is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there's an Egyptian thing to this too. Like Anad is sporadically attested in, in uh, Egypt, uh, but they called the name Anatur, a fragmentary attested figure, which I don't know which one came first. It was probably Anat. And that, you know, it was taken to indicate a Canaanite descent, a warrior goddess, and that was one of the several Syrian or Northwest uh, Semitic de- deities who was prominently worshipped by the warrior pharaohs of the 16th dynasty. She was often paired with the goddess Ashtart in the contest between Horus and Set. And these two goddesses appear as daughters of Re, R-E, and are given as allies to the god Set, who had identified identified with the Semitic God Hadad. And, uh, Mm. I mean, look back then in those times, everything was conquered by war though. If you think Mm -hmm. about it, there was a, there was a big spirit of that. There was nothing getting conquered by trade, voting, democracy, or anything like that. Things just, you know, you ruled or you got taken over. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine living like that though? No, I can't. Honestly, I'm I'm glad I'm in the timeline that I'm in. And I also want to be clear that not all the goddesses that or even gods have that have come to me have been this is like a very extreme example. I've I've had some dark gods and goddesses show up, but I've also had some beautiful light um mother maiden and creatrix kind of energy also. So that was just one that we were kind of alluding to earlier, but they're not all showing up like that for me because I'm, I'm that full spectrum. We all are. So we have different aspects of us that come to support us or show us something at appropriate times. I think. Well, I, I bet it felt dark though, didn't it? Did it feel it dark? Didn't. To you? No. And I that's bet the it funny felt dark thing for the dudes though. I bet it you money did. It did. And my ex-husband was sitting in a circle at that time and he looked terrified and the shaman and I are just cackling, laughing, you know, having a grand old time with just because I was never 
afraid of the energy. It just, I had made an agreement with her that, okay, I acknowledge you as this part of my shadow. We're going to have a little chat. And I was in control the whole time. I didn't feel that she was trying to do anything bad. I never felt out of control. I just allowed her to have a voice for a few minutes. And then I've honestly never really connected with her again. Now, do you think that was necessary to do as part of your spiritual journey, though? Yes. Why? Oh, boy. Um, it was important for me to acknowledge that reservoir of power and that unapologetic mm -hmm. female energy. Because the relationship that I was in was very much... Um, Controlling? I realized after yeah that i was being controlled right. and limited on a subconscious level and there were some mind games happening and it forced it forced this thing out of you you see that's what i'm telling talking to people we talk about alchemy and stuff we think we go through really bad things in our life because we're victims but we we're really those are blessings man like you go through those things and they bring out the power in you regardless if it's i mean we could say that's evil power but is it really or is it just a cosmic thing that came through you to balance you out to push the pendulum was, the other way so you could come back to balance and know your own power you know agreed i totally agree with just what you so eloquently said i agree with yeah because nobody needs to be controlled right i mean that's that could we could go back to the uh what we were talking about at the beginning of the show and like you, you i think that's cool actually of course i'm not going to say if i was there in that circle at the time depending on where i was in my life i probably would have freaked out a little bit too you know but it's well, still cool that you let that through and it's not like you're going to burn in hell from it you're you're a good person you're probably a better person because of it i think the people that aren't acknowledging their shadow are who you need to fear not the yep. folks that are exploring it in a healthy way in a container with with support with a mentor with a therapist or in you know community or in their own bedroom or whatever i think it's healthy to look at it acknowledge it and let it pass through you and try and stay in your in your balance in your light and dark balance now, have you had Personal. to do that at all again since then, though? Like anything that deep? Um, I've done a lot of deep work since then, for sure. Yeah. Um, it's pretty, but it's not personal, though, it? Uh, I just can't think of anything specific. I've done some of the most powerful things I've done recently has been the family constellations or constellation work. Mm -hmm. that's super mystical and amazing and that um the sacred drum and dance festivals over the years have been some of the biggest transformative things and that gets super intense but just private rituals and i have done um a lot of journeys over the years and i think it's important i mean i'm i'm attracted to shamanism and i'm attracted to sacred plant medicine on um like a, what do you call it? Um, low dose botanicals, they call it. Ah, uh, okay. That makes sense. The herb school, 
Yeah, the herb school that I went to, um, they taught us how to do like one drop of, they don't want to call it a poison, they call it a low-dose botanical, but it is a poisonous herb. But if it's properly made, you you can take a like a micro-dose of it and not poison yourself, but have the energy or the plant spirit to take a journey with. So we did a lot of that in my school, and I still do that work on my own. Sweet, sweet Navia Elora just got. You can't imagine her having a bloodlust, wanting to cut people's heads off. I bet you, you probably <laughs> freaked some people out talking about that tonight. I bet. But I think it's cool to acknowledge that kind of thing, though, inside yourself. You know, think about it, right? Like we're we're all whether we want to admit it or not, we're all part animal. I mean, even Daniel Joseph talked to us about that last night from the Researchers of Truth, and he's. You know, if there's a real Christian teaching, I'm telling you, that's it. That's the truth, what they're talking about over there, the Christian story. But we all have this animal side of us that we don't want to acknowledge, or number one, that we were taught to be ashamed of. Uh, And you can't control or um, balance that side of you out by being, number one, being ashamed of it, or number two, having somebody else control it other than you. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I was, I was raised in the Catholic Church, and there's a ritual sacrifice and cannibalism happening at every Mass. Let's talk about that. And we are ritually cannibalizing the body and blood of Jesus. If the mystery of the miracle of the Mass is a legit thing, and that's what the Catholics are believing, then we are partaking of jesus's body and blood but that's symbolism that's, it's only it's only a metaphor it is. <laughs> that's, I, that's what they tried the, to tell the, me when i was a kid and i was like what what but why the are miracle, you eating his body <laughs> but the miracle of the mass is is part of what we're collectively buying into and the miracle of the mass is the transmutation that's what's going on right when the priest holds up the host and says his blessing he's saying now you're the body and the blood i mean why bother eating a wafer and wine if it's just a wafer and wine? No, we're actually partaking of the miracle of the Mass. So we're eating Jesus' flesh and blood, and that's what's going on. And, I mean, that's cool, but I certainly don't want people hating on me for having my shamanic experience with Anat and honoring her the bloodlust that, I mean... I felt it come through me. I didn't want to do anything about it, but I acknowledged it and kind of laughed about it. It was like a maniacal. Um, a bloodlust. When you say a bloodlust, do you mean that like you actually felt vampirish, kind of like you wanted to taste blood? No, I did it myself. I that's not my thing at all, and it wasn't my thing in no, the. No, not you, but that, at that moment right. in time. No, it was like I was aspecting her. I could feel what she wanted come through me. And I acknowledged it. And I let, I described what I was feeling with her influencing me. But it felt like it was a really deep part of me that I was able to access. And I don't feel in touch with that. And I didn't want to do anything about it. I didn't desire to hurt anyone i didn't desire to taste blood or or to cause anyone harm but i could i could feel her communicating with me that there was this that was her feeling like that's what her essence is 
that's what her magic was, was this annihilation of what needed to go and that wake of, you know, I'm going to slay my enemies. I totally know what that feels like. And maybe I needed to, like you said, let the pendulum swing into a more assertive energy for myself. And that was the way that my high self or spirit or the universe or whoever, you know, who's ever running the show was helping me find balance. Think about was was you know what I think about that, like when we have people that do violent crimes, even uh mass murders, even rapists, we're talking about, you know, really bad crime, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, most of those people weren't raised in the best they were raised in extremely controlled environments. You know, I'm not making excuses for uh people like Jeffrey Dahmer or any anything like that. But what if what if they actually were spiritually uh kind of brought up in something to where they could express that part of themselves in a controlled shamanic environment would they still hurt people i wonder sometimes i don't don't know that's a great question you know i wonder about that but anyways it's it is getting a little dark in here right so we we were going to talk about these uh holidays but i got so curious thank you for sharing (laughs) that story by the way. You're welcome. Yep. So we're at the top of the hour. We'll be right back with Navier Alora. Stay with us. unhealthy and gross bugs i hate bugs we keep a clean home but occasionally bugs show up well i found something that is tougher than bugs orange guard from contact it kills bugs plus orange guard kills hidden bugs and keeps new bugs away for weeks i know i use orange guard plus all of the ingredients of orange guard are on the fda generally regarded as safe list orange guard may be used around food humans and pets it promotes a healthier planet and here's a bonus orange guard cleans where it's sprayed plus it comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee orange guard you can get orange guard at ace hardware and listen folks orange guard is tougher than bugs and it's safe to use Go to OrangeGuard.com. That's OrangeGuard.com. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now, the Paranormal Radio app free in google play and the ios app store hey this check is wrong i worked a holiday and seven hours of overtime not getting paid correctly is a real pain it could also hurt our boss if our company provides out of compliance checks 
That's right. Construction companies doing business with the government can get fined, or officials of the companies can go to jail if the checks aren't right. It's a law. The Davis-Bacon Act has 30 compliance issues for every check, but there is an easy way for construction companies to be in compliance. EMARS offers Compliant Client, a web-based system that finds and corrects all 30 of the possible out-of-compliance check issues. Users of Compliant Client report an 80% savings in time and money. Running a weekly payroll usually takes about five minutes. All 15,000-plus clients of EMARS have never had a legal compliance issue. Plus, they sleep better on check day. Contact EMARS at emarsinc.com or call 480-595-0466. Introducing Shadow Light Tarot from Waking Canvas. The Fringe FM's new contributing artist, Eric Tisi. This hand-illustrated black-and-white self-published deck serves as a reinvention of the tarot never before witnessed. Each of the several suits of this 88-card deck lineup form an infinite panoramic scene. Even the included visual companion guidebook is entirely hand-illustrated, cover-to-cover with beautiful visuals and esoteric symbols and artwork. The newly released deck comes in a custom magnetic box with its own travel pouch. The Shadow Light Tarot Premium Deck and its travel Size mini deck Wonderlight Tarot are both available now from wakingcanvas.com. If you use the code word fringe, that's F R I N G E at checkout, you'll receive an extra 10% off your entire order. To discover more, including a free reading and time lapses of all the illustrated artwork, make your way over to wakingcanvas.com today. That's wakingcanvas.com. Lighting the Void. The call-in number is 1-800-588-0335. If you would like to text, you can text in at 501-777-5631. Navier Alora sharing a pretty deep shamanic experience as she went through her shadow work. That was pretty deep. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure uh, there was more to it than that. And I, I don't know. You, to me, you're brave to share something like that. But, but it's cool that people understand that there's that part of us that we need to explore. Now, before we get into the Sabbath stuff, I want to play something here for you because I wanted to tell you guys, like you guys know that I've been on YouTube searching far and wide for astrologers and tarot readers and all this kind of stuff. And the cool thing is, is I found, uh, I found a tarot reader that I think you might like. And they say that this reader is incredible, incredibly, uh, accurate. And his name is Tyler from Tyler's Tarot. So if you get on YouTube, you might want to go check him out. This guy makes a living doing tarot. So if you don't think you can make a living doing tarot, listen to this just real quick. Hello, it's Dallas Tarot in the house, and I'm here to do a reading today for almost personal reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How y'all doing? Okay, now let's get to this. Okay, let's do this. What is the message for those who need it and those... Hello? Really? Let's see. Okay, what's the message for those who need it now? Why am I feeling like I need to stop right there? So in the past, the lovers reversed. The king of pentacles reversed. 
and the Queen of Swords upright. So you disconnected from someone in the past. Lovers reverse is my card of a disconnect or something uh, may have closed out between you and the individual. All right. You got fed up with how self-centered they are. King of Pentacles reverse. Some of you, this was somebody who was very focused on themselves. You two disconnected is what keeps telling me. The justice reversed. So I just got back from the gyms. I made it like a sweaty ass hog. But look, it's because I just came back from doing uh, 40 minutes of cardio. Okay. You may have cut this person out or you just got fed up with them. I kind of feel like, honestly, they were very self-centered, all, all about themselves. King of Pentacles reversed. Okay. How they feel is a sun card. We're going to have to clarify why. So either they either came back to you or are they're, or they're coming back to you. So for some of you, this person came back to you in the past or they're coming back to your ass. Well, that rhymed. Just saying. Phil treated you unfair or they were not being honest with you. I can start to see my face getting thinner and thinner and thinner. I noticed it when I take a, took a selfie earlier. I'm like, Todd, oh my God, the cardio is working. I told you that shit works. Look at this. Some of you have a new person showing you interest or going to be showing you interest as well. Why is your reading so complex today? What I mean by that is, why is it not just being straightforward? It's, it's beyond me. I don't know why. Heather, I don't know what Heather wrote. She was probably trolling. Take your ass back to the trailer park. All right, the trailer park called. They want your name back, Heather. All right, I can't tell you how many Heathers I've encountered myself in the trailer park. And don't try to, oh, here's my thing. I, I, used to, I used to roam the trailer park like nobody's business. So don't come at me saying I'm, I'm talking about trailer park, folks. Don't do it. Like I said, the trailer park called. They want that trashy ass um, redneck name back. All right, still saying. I don't know what you said, but for somebody to have to delete your ass, you may have said something stupid. All right? Okay, near future. Ooh, okay. Woo. Why am I getting forgiveness between you and somebody? Why am I getting this, folks? You're starting to feel okay being alone and here this person comes back or came back? How they're coming towards you, the Seven of Pentacles, Queen of Wands reversed, outcome, Ace of Pentacles. Again, I get this energy of old mixed in with new. And what I mean by that is this, all right? I feel like for some of you, you may see a resurgence of a past person reaching out to you from the past because the Five of Pentacles reversed is why it's all happening. But don't be... I, but I also feel like new things are starting for you as well. I can't help but think that. Hello. Wait a second. So, they were not stepping up to the plate in the past, but then you're going to have this new stuff starting. You're going to be, I feel like for some of you, you're going to start something new with a new person. I feel like a new person is going to enter your life. I'm just saying. And I'm sorry to all the Heathers out there. I didn't mean to say that. But my thing is, if they're going to talk shit, if you pop off, you get knocked off at Tyler's Tarot. We don't have time for these games. You see what I'm saying? So things are moving very slowly in your love life. And you're, this person just makes a resurgence. Why is this father? Tell me why this father's pentacles are reversed here, folks. This is somebody you've gotten away from. It's somebody from your past. They've been thinking about you. They're going to reach out to you because they've been waiting for you. So since you've not initiated anything with them, because the reason I'm saying that because there's seven of pentacles. So they've been waiting for you. This situation depressed you. It made you feel crazy than a shithouse rat on crack. It had you so depressed you had to watch me. Always assume if anybody watches me, they must be in the depths of their despair. Just saying. All right. And I don't mean to talk shit about myself, but the way I see it is if you're watching me, something's going wrong. So they had you so in the blues, you had to watch me, basically. I think I'm the only, I think I'm the only terror reader on here that talks shit about themselves. You know, they, they're so quick to talk about other ones, but they won't even point. You know, this is what I can't stand about the tarot community. They can sit there and talk shit about other channels, but won't turn to, my thing is talk about yourself. Before you can talk about somebody else, let's call that ass out. First, first and foremost. Yeah. So, so they had, so you feel like the situation drove you through the mud. Listen, I see a relationship coming up for some of y'all. This person's going to reach out to you, and I think their intentions is to offer you what you wanted all along, folks. But I think something new, I want, I want to say focus on new. Upright path.
cast reverse new reverse new cast the price tag. So reverse new. So this okay. So the card is saying the relationship that you're going to end up with is the new person because it came up reverse nine of swords reverse. This person won't cause you unneeded stress like this person. Oh, I got to dump it. Upright past reverse. All right, I got to dump that. I didn't know it was going to get that bad. But you know what my point is, Navier. Look, if these people, that guy Tyler from Tyler's Tarot, he is actually. I had to hit the eight second dump button on, but that guy's actually making a living like a big time living doing tarot. And it's hilarious. I watch it a bunch actually. So that's, you have to understand how, what I was trying to, I was talking to Gordon about the other night is how big uh, tarot and astrology is nowadays. I mean, do you, if you start a YouTube channel and you have a half decent personality and you can just read the stuff off the cards not only are you you could you make a living doing that stuff there's articles saying that that guy is one of the most accurate tarot readers on the planet on youtube right now you believe that i believe anything these days it's it sounds really entertaining for sure (laughs) it is entertaining looks like yeah we got a caller from seven what is it seven two seven area code you're on the air with navier alora who we're speaking with Hi, my name is Kim. Kim, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good. What's on your mind? Well, I've been listening to the show, and I was in the chat room, and it started off really cool, and then it went to this really weird place. And um, I'm a close personal friend of Navier's, actually, Uh and uh, I kind of wanted to just call in and bring it kind of back to who she is instead of that blood savage. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Talk about this blood savage stuff. Where'd that come from? You know? (laughs) Well, I think we all go through different times in our life. And, um, you know, sometimes we get nudged to step up, step up your game and figure out what's going on. And, um, you know, sometimes things come across to us dark. That doesn't mean that that person's actually dark because Navier is probably one of the sweetest. Oh my gosh, sweetest, most loving people. She will give you the, if she's got $2, dude, she will give you one of them. She ain't going to give you both of them because she's not going to starve, but she'll give you one of them. I promise. <laughs> I can sure use and, a dollar. You got a dollar, Navier? Right, she will give it to you, <laughs> and um, she's just—I don't know. She will help anyone, anywhere. I've seen her do some of the most amazing things, and um, for a long time, I think in her younger years, she was maybe taken advantage of a lot in situations. Mm-hmm. And so, when you go into a meditation or a shamanic journey, something like that might come out. To be like, you know, it's kind of more like, look, girl, you need to stop letting these people walk all over you and take everything away from you. And, right. And that's kind of what that was. And, and you know, and I can promise you that whenever she did that years ago, it, it didn't work all the way. Because when I even met her, like, more than 10 years ago, she was still letting people take advantage of her. Because she is one of those people that thinks the best in everyone. I don't care who they are. 
She oh, yeah. she gives everyone the benefit of the doubt. So how long have you how long have everyone. you known her? How many years? More than ten. More than ten. Wow. Okay. More than ten years. Yeah. I opened a, a metaphysical store in Florida, and she was a reader at a nearby store. And uh, someone suggested that I meet this 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 chick. She's just amazing. You have to meet her. And and so I sent word for her to come by and she did and oh my gosh I have to go back to the very first impression of Navier walking into my store in this like flowing gypsy type clothes <laughs> with dreadlocks down to the back middle of her back and the most amazing smile you'll ever see Oh. And just a magical a fairy. She's a fairy, but she is a water fairy. <laughs> well, I believe it too because she, the first time I met her, the first time she came on this show, I yeah, there was a, you can well I'll admit she sparkles. Yeah, and I will admit something to everybody right here, and I don't care if it embarrasses Navi or not. But I after the show, oh, ahead, I usually please. talk to the guests for a little bit, you know, uh, and yeah. just to be polite, I had a very long conversation with navi i felt like i could i just trusted her and i don't trust people oh absolutely you know but i felt like i just trusted no, her right off can't. the bat yeah you can trust her with just about anything i would i do <laughs> but yeah she's um she's amazing yeah we've had some some really great times and uh as far as talking i thought you were going to say and we were here till midnight um with a three o'clock in the afternoon show because that's that's how talks go with Nobby. You start talking, next thing you know, it's been four hours. So you're just calling up Especially to say hey, with me and her, Chris. We both have to describe everything to a T. We have to bring you to that space. So so you're calling up to say, Hey, look, Navi had this experience, but that's not who she is, so don't get the wrong idea. That's pretty definitely much. not who she is. <laughs> right. Well Right. She's one of the most intuitive Psychic, best psychic readers I know, um, and she makes the most badass spell candles nice. ever. Well, you know yeah. what? I don't think. Well, at least I can. I'm only speaking for me, but I definitely don't have the wrong impression after her telling me that. I know a couple of people in the chat room said they don't either. Uh, but it's good to make sure that everybody understands what that was. You know, that was just a, yeah, an energetic thing. People listen to this show, but I was like, oh gosh, I don't. I really hope that. <laughs> All those people out there listening aren't thinking, "Ew, she's scary." But she's not. <laughs> you think they think that? Well, she can be, she can be, but she's, but not really. Stay on her good side. <laughs> well, I appreciate somebody. <laughs> All those frogs that y'all hear in the background; those are people that pissed her off, really. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing too is the first night that she came on the show, like. There, it was the best sound quality ever. There was no frogs, nothing. And then after that, those, I mean, there was cokey frogs, I think, the first night, a little bit. But after that, man, they just go crazy. I think they go even crazier when she gets on, like just builds up energy they around her. But yeah, yeah. It's her energy while she's on the air, she's getting all energetic and you're feeling it. <laughs> They're coming to life. But most people that have, honestly, though, uh, Kim, most people that have listened to the show have heard um, heard it all, and we talk about shadow work quite a bit on this show. I mean, we're like almost 
450 episodes in and that's why it's on the fringe because we don't we're not really right. afraid to talk about anything you know here well good yeah, it's the first time i've ever been on there though so i wasn't sure yeah, I don't blame you. If my buddy was on there and on the radio <laughs> show and you heard that, I'd be like, whoa, yeah, all right. Yeah, so, that's my girl. I have to go to bat. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Well, thank you for calling. Okay, thank you for taking my call. You have a good Thanks, one. Thanks, Kim. Love you, sister. All right, you too. Hey, babe. Love you, too. That's a good friend right there. Somebody want to make she sure that, you don't, that your rep's not getting ruined because you're telling I a story, know. you know? But, I love her so much. I've known her a long time and worked for her and worked with her and have done countless full moon, new moon, private ceremonies, Sabbath rituals, and everything in between with her. She's a definite soul sister of mine. I promise you, my audience isn't thinking that any bad thing is about you. The The regular audience isn't. I can promise you that. Because... Uh, <laughs> Honestly, there's nothing that you can come on here and say that I haven't said myself. I've said <laughs> stuff on here that I probably shouldn't talk about on the air. I don't I don't hold back at all. So you're fine. But I do want to talk yeah. about some of these holidays that that you talk that you teach. These are some that you teach or don't you teach these in your school too? Uh, I do series of holidays. Tell me about they're it. They're called they're called the Sabbaths or the Witches Sabbaths. Um, it's collectively known as the Wheel of the Year, and there are solar solar festivals. So there are um, the equinoxes, the cross the cross quarters, the equinoxes, and the solstices. And then there's um, four that are in between those. So if you think of it as like a cross, having the solstices on one plane, and then the equinoxes dividing the year in a cross vertically and horizontally. And then there's ones in between those four, which make eight. So it starts, say, with Samhain or Halloween. Um, that's considered the witch's new year. It's the last Sabbath and also the first Sabbath. And it's been taken over as Halloween in our culture. But it was originally, in so many other cultures, the Day of the Dead and also um, known as Samhain, which is Gaelic for November in the Celtic-speaking Celtic countries. There's a lot of um, similar traditions that we're still doing in modern day, like the bobbing for apples was a remnant of the Pomona festival in ancient Rome. And there's the um, honoring the dead, like you see in Mexico, which is still alive, which I love. And the Dia de los Muertos. There was just a Pixar movie that came out around um, Day of the Dead, I think, last year. So that's still active and happening. But pretty much every Sabbath has a modern day, modern calendar equivalent. Like even Groundhog's Day has really? been co-opted. Yeah. Um, Groundhog's Day, February 2nd, is actually embolic or in bulk or in bulk, um, also called oil milk. There's different ways of pronouncing it and different versions of it, but essentially it's February 2nd, and it's the first um, festival of spring, and it's the first stirrings of spring. So in four-season cultures or countries, parts of the world where they get winters, unlike where I am, but usually there's snow on the ground, 
February 2nd, but there's sometimes crocuses or even daffodils that are starting to pop out, and it's the first stirrings of spring. And there's um, all sorts of different traditions that we can do to honor these sabbats. And for imbolic, what I used to love to do when I had one is if you have a shillelagh, you can tap on the ground on February 2nd and tell the wor- tell the earth to wake up. That's one fun thing. Um, it's traditional to like plant seeds at this time and start making your intentions for the growing light and the spring that's coming. So if you think about when these um, Sabbaths were originally celebrated and honored, it's really like about the agricultural year is what's going on. And the foods that we eat on the Sabbaths are reminders of that time. So we just had Imbolic in February, it was the last Sabbath we had. And the folks in my witch school that are local we all ate traditional foods. Um, one of the ladies made these like oat bannocks and we ate, um, you know, they had dried fruits and it was oats and different grains that were harvested long ago. And now they've been sitting in your cupboard. What would you be eating if you lived in a culture that didn't have a grocery store? You would have harvested and stored these dried meats, dried grains, dried fruits, and maybe there's some dairy available. I'll at probably that be time. eating them cokey so, frogs, honestly. <laughs> well, it's interesting because the Hawaiian um, heathenry is is different because it's a different seasons, different culture, different gods, and I'm not really tapped into it. I'm tapped more into the European um, traditions, but that's where my really? ancestors come from. That's that's very strange to me that you that your spirit takes you to Hawaii, yeah, but your ancestry is in Europe. I bet, mm-hmm. but you know we all kind of have a mixed ancestry. You know how bad I want to look into that. Seriously, I really do. Like I've looked at um, the ancestry dot com and all that, and mm-hmm. I, apparently I'm from Virginia or West Virginia or something. I, I looked at it just the other day, and that's where I'm from. Is another place of mountains more rednecks you know but they came from somewhere you know from some place in europe and i want to do that have you done that like the dna thing and tracked your whole i did so i what, did it was it was mind-blowing for me is it worth it I, it's worth it isn't it i think and they have sales all the time but i don't know i'm also a little bit leery about having my dna out there now people can buy it or i don't know the Mormons own ancestry. What are they doing with my, are they baptizing me into the Mormon? I don't know. I'm a little bit conspiracy theory scared because of, but it's, it's out there. I swabbed my, my cheek or whatever. And now they have my DNA. They might be cloning me. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) It could be like a secret Bill Gates project. You know, he does a lot of those. Um, I'm not sure, but I, I did it. Well, that, you know, and, you're just an interesting person all the way around. I don't find, like, like I don't find you boring at all. I'm always trying to figure out what's going on with you, I think. That's why I like having you on so much, too, because more like, um, you know, your story. We didn't even really talk about 
you know, you just kind of brushed over your story when you were on the first time, how you traveled across the country and you just kind of took off. You got to be incredibly brave to do something like that, to just let spirit take you where it goes. But I try to tell people now, to, you know, now's the time to do that. You know, like I really think now is the time more than ever. If your spirit is calling you to do something and you can do it to do it. I mean, like if you got kids and, you know, you can't just desert your kids or whatever. I don't mean that. But if you're if you don't or or if you just don't want to do it because you're unsure, I think you should just try it. Mm-hmm. That's just me, though. I think we should all start listening to that. People have been coming on this show, Navier, telling me that that and all from all spiritual types. More and more people are getting into the Western mysteries or the occult or the esoteric or the mystic. It's like bigger than anything now, more now than ever. Time's speeding up. Art Bell was talking about that since before he died. He called it the quickening. You know, we've got mm-hmm. all of these plagues and locust stuff that keep happening every year and, you know, volcanoes, earthquakes. I mean, it's revelations. It's just not all happening in two weeks. And, mm-hmm. It's a process. And everybody's intuitive nature is picking up. And I think right now a lot of people are questioning like, hey, is this thing inside me that I'm feeling and believing real? And what should I do about it? You know? So it kind of, it's kind of like it justifies the life that you've lived. And for a lot of people that have taken that step that was outside the norm, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's still people that are old, traditional, they're set in their ways, but not as much, you know? It was really intense that from around 29 until about 37, I was technically homeless by choice Mm -hmm. and lived out of my backpack and volunteered places and was taking courses in different places and working when I needed to and just experiencing life in a very free way, almost in a way that is kind of looked down upon in modern society, but I needed to experience it. And I definitely felt hated at at times, projected on, um, categorized as something that I wasn't. By your family or or whatever, maybe, or? By society and and family um, and just people I interacted with. Um, I went to a yoga center for a personal retreat. And while I was there, you could, you know, pay some money and stay in a cabin in the Redwoods. And I just kind of had to get get myself on track for a, a long weekend in a beautiful place. And it felt like the right situation. And while I was there, people kept asking me if I was there to do their program. And I said, I don't even know what program you're talking about. And they said, oh, well, there's a two-month volunteer program that's launching this weekend. I thought you were here for that. And I said, no, I'm just here for a personal retreat. Well, by the end of my three-day stay, I had the directors asking me if I wanted to join their program. I had no preparation. Everything I owned was with me. I had been dropped off. I didn't know how I was getting down the mountain. I just was in that kind of trust. And I told them I didn't really even know what the program was about. And they gave me a a brief synopsis of it. And I said, it sounds amazing. And they said, we have 20 people on the waiting list and we're going to forego them and let you in because you're here and it feels right. And it, yeah. And it was amazing. I had a close connection to the guru and 
the, the community and I learned so much and it was old school Ashtanga yoga. So this guy was from India and had been a renunciate monk since he was, you know, 20 something and hadn't spoken in 50 years. It was really intense and it was very secluded and powerful place, like a grid with this Baba's energy. But at the end of the two months, um, the moderators, we met once a week and kind of had a check-in. The moderators had a little closing ceremony for us. And they all said to me, you know, you're the only person that we've ever let in on a whim like that. We always have this, you know, sort of vetting process. Who's coming up? Who are we letting into our community for this time? And, yeah. you know, some people were, were saying, well, who is this girl? We don't even know her. Why does she have all this free time on her hands that she can just show up at the mountain for two months and be here you know doesn't she have responsibilities or a job or an apartment or a car or you know what is going on that she can just (laughs) be so free you know and um one of them said well she's she's a modern day mystic living her truth why are we rejecting that here's what we're always talking about getting to and she's living this life let's not penalize her for it Exactly. And I didn't didn't know there was all of this, you know, banter going about in the community about me. And they revealed it to me at the like very last uh, meetup that we had. And they said, you know, you didn't make us sorry for letting you in. We don't regret you being here. And we're glad we're glad that we took the chance. But it's true. People don't really allow. It's like everyone is trying to get to this place of freedom and what do we do to the people who are brave enough to embrace their freedom or take risks we kind of look down on them and criticize them you at some what? level um, i felt that a lot i bet i bet too and this is our last break of the night but i bet too on some level that they were jealous and on some level that they wanted to do what you were doing and that's why they they cast judgment because you were brave enough to do it and we'll be right back with Navier stay with us guys this is no way Jose a northern California Piscean stuck in the Arizona desert I'm a void walker, and I got the shoes to prove it. So what do I do when my soul yearns to delve deep into the realm of the unknown? I aim my satellite straight into the night sky and catch a smooth ride on the KTLK-DB radio waves. I tune into Lighting the Void with Joe Root on the French FM. Joe, Lighting the Void is the best show on the planet. This is Barney your friend from Facebook. Thank you and all the crew for all you do. Namaste, my friend. This is Macon from the Foothills of North Carolina, and I am a board walker. G'day, board walkers. This is Lily from Down Under Australia. The world may be small, the enigma is greater. So let your curiosity take you for a journey with Joe Root. Hey, this is V, coming in from Central Maryland, and I am a void walker. This is Kevin Darkity. A beginner void walker. I'm from Vancouver, BC. I know a little about a lot. You know, as Leonard Skinner said, I guess the rest. I learned a lot from uh, Mr. Root and myself. And, uh, 
heard it from the beginning. I knew right then he was going to be a New York Bell. Thanks for all your uh, shows and keep it up. Hey, this is Derek from Mass, a.k.a. the Night Stalker, and I'm a Void Walker. This is Mark from Chicago, and I walk the void to ascertain what is consciousness. My name is Jared Johnson, and I'm from Humboldt County, California. I do not know all the answers to the questions about reality. I do not claim to know the ultimate truth about life. I seek that which has been made hidden as a part of a family of explorers of consciousness. I'm a void walker. Thanks, Jaru. Okay, nurse, let's get this man to the ER stat. Right away, doctor. We see this every day. Heart attack or angina pain due to blocked and clogged arteries. Chelation can remove obstructions or blockages from arteries and help avoid painful and expensive surgery. Now there's Angioprim. It's a liquid oral chelation product that you take with juice. You start to feel the results fast. Angioprim increases blood flow all over the body, and that means more energy and strength to take on the day with less aches and pains. Six 60 years of research has gone into chelation, and angioprim is the result. A safe and easy way to unblock your veins and arteries from buildup that slow circulation. Paging Dr. Jones, please report to the emergency room right away. Log on now to angioprim.com. That's A-N-G-I-O-P-R-I-M.com. Or to speak with a trained consultant, give angioprim a call at 954-882-7221. That's 954-882-7221. Hi, this is Kronox from Belgium, and you're listening to Lying the Void with Joe Roop. This is Barbara Charlton from Metaphorical Archaeology. If you've ever had a traumatic paranormal experience, the effects of it may stay with you for years. Who do you talk to? You can't go to conventional help. What we do is we use emotional freedom techniques or tapping to actually neutralize the effects of that event. Maybe when you tell the story now, your heart races and your palms get sweaty. You don't even want to think about it because you don't know how to neutralize that. That's what EFT tapping does. It neutralizes those emotions. The circuit that that was recorded on is gone. The energy flows freely and you're free of it. And that's what emotional freedom is all about. We offer this as a pro bono service, but this is something that I offer because no one, it seems, is helping people with these experiences. If you'd like to reach me, it's really easy. My cell phone is 214-995-3754. Please leave a message. I will get back to you as quickly as possible. Or you can can email me barb.eft at gmail.com and EFT stands for emotional freedom techniques. Reach out to me. It's confidential. This works. You won't believe the results. Hey, friends, FM listeners. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or no Wi-Fi available, you can still listen to every minute of the Fringe FM by calling 701-719-3971. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. Saves your data plan and no extra cost if you have unlimited minutes. Call 701-719-3971. That's 701-719-3971. Listen to the Fringe FM on any phone, anytime, anywhere. toll free from the United States or Canada. You're listening to Lighting the Void Radio. 
Well, the Koki Frogs are howling tonight, so you know what that means. We're broadcasting from Arkansas and all the way, way out there in the west from Navier's place, who is living a very spiritual life off the grid. A wandering. Wandering with a W A N D A wanderingwitch.com. That's where you can get to her witch school. You know, I've always thought it was cool to, I've kind of thought about this in my life a few times, how cool it would be to, you know, as a broadcaster, if I could figure it out, maybe get a ham radio and some kind of decent internet connection, just live off the grid, you know, and a spirit, you know, build a temple or something and live off nature, maybe homestead or something. Really, I'm really kind of into that stuff, actually. Uh, but you're living it. And I kind of wonder what that's like. I know it's not real fringy, you know, but to me, living off the grid is is cool. I mean, you guys save on your water and electricity. Do you even have an electricity bill and that kind of stuff? No. So we actually catch our water. No, we have a a big, um, some people have a tank that's for catchment, but we just used a pool, like a, a round pool that we catch our water in. And it goes through filters and more filters because I'm obsessed with making sure I don't get any kind of weird disease. But we have um, a bunch of different filters to be sure that our, our water is clear before we use it. And we essentially harvest our rainwater and cook with it and um or can cook with it sometimes well there's spigots all over the place here because we're in kind of a rural part of hawaii and the city offers um spigots that we can go and get drinking water so most times we will go and get that water and filter that even but in a pinch we could take our catchment water and drink it or boil it use it for cooking and such but i'd go an extra mile and um, go to the spigot and get our drinking water there but our dishwashing water and shower water toilet flushing water etc all comes from the rain and we're catching it so there's no public water coming into our house and we are technically off grid we have solar power and that um, that's pretty much only used for the computer that I'm talking on and some LED lights kind of powering our computers and phones and such, but we don't use blenders and a lot of, we don't have a microwave or a dishwasher. We kind of keep it primitive a bit, but that's just our preference. We don't have a lot of solar power that we can run all of that big appliances off of. We do have um, propane for our fridge and stove and water heater. I'm not thrilled about using propane, honestly, but Why? we don't have enough solar to run those. Oh, okay. Just gotcha. because it's not environmentally friendly, it's not sustainable. You know, it's a, it's not great, but it is, well, what, I, it is what it is. I right hate the, the shack out here, man, with propane. And it's not only is it not mm-hmm. environmentally friendly, yeah. it's not very cheap depending on how you do it. It's not cheap for me anyways. Because I don't have a big tank I can just fill up full of propane. 
So I got to keep getting these little bottles of it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I still think it's cool. Though. I know it's probably frustrating, especially when you're dealing with stuff like Skype and Facebook and you want to, people want to have you on their shows and stuff. But other than that, I would really kind of like, would at least like to experience it maybe once in my life for, mm-hmm. for a little while. You know how I told you when I went out to Nevada, I did this thing where I went out to Death Valley. Like I just wanted to, I went out there by myself, by the way, which was something that I used to do because I was going through this kind of spiritual thing where I wanted to do things by myself and see what I could do by myself. So hopping on planes and going to other places mm-hmm. was kind of my thing to do. Um, typical stuff That's you would awesome. do. With, well, you know what I'm you're right. You know, like typical stuff that you would do with other people, but I wanted to do mm-hmm. it alone just to see if I could have fun with myself. But anyways, I drove out to Death Valley, like got in the car and started driving out there just to see how far I'd go before I'd freak out, so to speak, because I was kind of trying to beat anxiety. And as soon as the cell phone signal cut out, that's when I started getting a little freaked out because it's just nothing but endless road, it looks like, out there. But I did run into these people. that just The whole top of their house was solar panels. And I had to go. They were outside, mm. and I had to go talk to them. And they... They were so far away from town and everything else. I still, to this day, don't know how they got their water. I really didn't talk about it, but they really seemed happy. I could tell you that. They really seemed like, I don't know, there was something about them. They seemed happier than than most people I ran into. You go back into Vegas and everybody's scatterbrained. I think... I think we should do that. Mm -hmm. Like if you can do it once in your life, just take off and don't go to the lake for the weekend or take a vacation, you know, do it for a month or two, maybe, or four months or something just to feel what it's like. How long have you been doing that for now? Let's see. Um, I would say it, we've had this off grid house autumn of 2015 that's how long we've been living here wow so are are you ready mm -hmm. to come back into society is that what you're saying no (laughs) definitely not but i do wish no but i do wish that we could have a legit internet and i just use my hotspot off my phone that's what's powering my skype right now so i do feel limited with that yeah, but you other sound than sad that, about other it, than, I'll be honest with you. It, I do. I just, I, I feel a little frustrated these days because I am trying to, I've gotten the tap from spirit to branch out more, and through things like you know doing your show and my my witch school and other um, ways of getting myself out there, and I feel limited with my. Um, lack of internet availability like we can never get internet so because we have an off-grid house so that's challenging it feels like the whole world expects you to have 5g internet or something you know what i mean well let me ask you this i do feel a little podunk Uh, what if i made a commitment to you right now that me and uh the team here at uh the fringe fm will would help you and we can help you in some way with that school. We'll help you. 
I promise you. Uh, I would love that. I would love your interaction in any way in my life, work, career, etc. I just don't even know how you could support me that way. Well figured out. We we kind of work as a as yeah. a family around here. You know, we really do. Mm-hmm. We try to, and then we try to weed out the folks that are just out for themselves and we try to work as a family. We're trying to get it better, more that way, because honestly, when you do things via the internet, regardless, you kind of feel distant from those people. And so uh, all of the hosts are in for a big surprise because we've been working really hard behind the scenes and we got some big changes coming. So it's going to be, it's definitely going to be more family oriented and more community oriented than it has been. Um, but I would say you're not alone because most of us, I could say even the void walkers that we get to talk to each other every now and then, but we're still all pretty far apart. We also just, you know, pack up. This mm-hmm. is what we all to do. We also just pack up and go out to Hawaii and have an event. That's what we should do. Just have a big old event out of Hawaii and let you lead some of the rituals, you know. I would love that. I think that would be such a great experience. I was talking to someone today um, actually a fellow clairvoyant astrologer lady that um, we often check in every few months and do a trade or something like that. And we were talking about really needing to have like a gathering of the tribes, how I feel kind of isolated out here in Hawaii and she's doing her thing over there in the East Coast. And it's just, why don't we have teleportation invented yet or available if it has been invented, but I do feel that longing for tribe and connectivity and some sort of festival or retreat or gathering feels appropriate these days, like soon. Yeah, I agree. Let's I do agree. It. Cause I'm getting tired of like, I couldn't tell you how excited I was when I was, uh, when I went to like Portland and I got to meet some of the listeners like crow. I met crow and I met, uh, uh, you know, obviously Pacho and Nish for the first time and some other guys that listened to the show that I'd never met in my life. And I was like, man, I wish I could really wished I could have stayed longer and hung out, you know, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good we should um, do it. I know. I'm trying to think of there's gotta be beautiful um availability places that we could have this event at. That would be really nice. But seriously, people are going to come to Hawaii. You think everyone wants to come to Hawaii? Yeah. It's, it's like the U.S.'s playground. Well, we should do it before. We should do it before. Yeah, see, I've got people messaging me saying that, that they would think it's a good idea. We should do it before, like, the end of October because at the end of October, everybody has to have this new ID to get on airplanes. Did you know that? Like, they've made a new rule. Oh, gosh. I about airplanes and you have to get i don't know what it is it's a, it looks like a big pain in the ass though but it's supposed to be on your driver's license or something i think you can't fly without it and yet we everyone has until the end of october to get it so like everybody's taking trips now a lot of the plane or uh airlines are actually giving out deals and stuff right now too i've noticed that because they know a lot of people are going to fall mm-hmm. off when this starts until everybody gets caught up with mm-hmm. it, you know. It sounds like a nightmare. I don't want to do that. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> I don't want to have to do all that paperwork or red tape. Sounds. Ugh. Yeah, it's another. Wow. It's another thing, man, that the government's going to have their hands in. It's it's bad enough. I, you know, uh, Ryan Gable can really tell you about this stuff too because he flies a lot. And when actually watching him go through TSA and him talking about he won't go through the machines, like he refuses to do that stuff. And he always gets messed with and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And now they're even going to make you have more stuff. So, yeah, I would maybe we should do it before that kicks in. Not everybody, okay. but, you know, like I 10 just, or 12 I just people. Went, sure. I just went through the TSA experience when I was in, on Oahu, I guess about a week ago. I went there for a little getaway weekend and um, a tattoo run. And coming back, man, Wow. They just went through all my stuff, and I have um, felted dreadlocks I wear sometimes, and I had those installed, and they were lifting my hair and searching through my hair. I don't know what they thought I was smuggling in my felted dreads, but it was intense. I don't it's, like it's what they do. It's very invasive. Yeah, the, yeah, because you go through that machine, and if you, I don't know, maybe it's me or maybe it's how I dress because I like to wear loose clothes. I don't like to wear tight clothes because I'm a big guy. And so and I go through that machine, they always like peg something on me where they have to uh, search me. And at least once I get some dude sticking his hands down my pants, like literally down my pants. Wow. Right. In front of everybody, too. He's like, we can do this here. We can do it privately. And I'm like. Are you going to, what do you, when he said that, and I was like, what do you mean? Because I'm not doing the strip search thing or whatever. I'm not, you know, I'll take a bus. I ain't doing that. And he's like, no, I just got to <laughs> fill these areas. Right. So, you know, he literally stick his hands down my pants. I'm going to fondle you. That's what's happening. Pretty much. Right. Wow. And then take his hands and go up my legs all the way. I mean, all the way. And I'm sitting here standing here and everybody that's going through TSA kind of like knows they're watching and they everybody just kind of feels bad for you you know they look at you and they go oh god what a nightmare and but everybody's moving so fast too that they can't really get emotionally involved in it you know because everybody's just trying to get through there so it can get pretty mm-hmm. crazy in there yeah and i don't Hostile. like it either. and and i mean if you have to go through that hawaii is one of the kinder places because they do have the aloha spirit with them and it's not as intense as some places on the mainland or other countries i've been to where i mean you're a little bit overwhelmed with a bit of um i don't know i just feel like i'm being accused of something or there's a like a suspicion that they're putting off onto you but hawaii there's at least a little bit of you know, that kind of gentle aloha underneath it all, even though they have to do their job and it can be invasive and bizarre. It's like oh, 1984 yeah. or something. I don't know. You should it's hear weird. Bruce Fenton's story. Like he, um, <laughs> he, he traveled to Turkey. It's not as bad here as it is in other countries, but he traveled to Turkey and they had a, they actually had a place where they would take passengers. If they thought you had drugs, they could just say you had drugs, take you down to this like tunnel thing where nobody would see you and rob you. That was like everybody knew that's what they did. And so when he got off the plane, you can go back and listen to the episode, and they tagged him and said that, you know, you need to step this way. Like he knew he was about to be the next victim or whatever. 
So he literally like mm-hmm. pulled his pants down in front of everybody at the airport and put his hands up and started spinning circles, screaming, "No drugs, see? I don't have any drugs." Just so he wouldn't get robbed. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's oh pretty crazy. Gosh. So I, that's I'm, one way. Don't they have like boats or ferries or something? You can go. It's a long ways on a boat, though, isn't it? There's got to be something nope. like that. You have to There's take a plane. Cargo ships. There's cargo ships, but I don't know if you can be a passenger on those. They had, um, at one point, inter-island ferries, but they've done away with that. So I think the only way to get here is is by plane. Oof. But South, I know, but Southwest has some really good flights, and um, what's the other one? There's a few that are um, coming to Hawaii now. So it's not the monopoly it used to be with just Hawaiian Air. Well, what would but be one of the first have, things that you'd want to do if everybody really did come out there? What would we have to do before you say you got to do this? Ah, oh, there's so much. There's a lot of natural beauty here. You would want to see the um, the volcano national park. Go stand in the volcano, the, huh? The, go see the crater, and make an offering to Pele. I would say that would be one of the first things to do. Sounds fun. It's a very to me. spiritual place. Yeah. There's a lot of power, raw power and aliveness in this island. Magic happens, manifestation happens quickly, synchronicity is off the hook here. You think it happens and and for good or bad, I've seen people get like ripped off the island by circumstances. And I've seen people get the red carpet rolled out and then poof, 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 before you know it, they're here. So the island has a, a senti- sentience and a will of its own. <laughs> huh. Well, I yeah. think uh, I think it, it's worth looking into because we are looking at events and stuff that we want to do with the Fringe. And, you know, speaking of events, we'll be at the... Uh, ozark mountain ufo conference in april the 10th the weekend of april the 10th so if you're around arkansas or northern arkansas at that time please come out and uh, visit us while we're there come hang out with us it's going to be fun and uh navier thanks for coming on the show again really my pleasure i had so much fun thanks for everyone um seeing my light and my shadow are you really please don't it. worry about that i promise you you're not worried about that are you please i feel bad now are you that you told that story no i'm not i'm not worried i I feel i feel at peace with it but i just wanted to put it out there because i appreciate people listening and seeing the full spectrum sure yeah yeah understanding real shadow work and stuff and y'all make sure you go to the uh a wandering w-a-n-d-e-r not o a wandering witch wandering right so i'm trying to i'm trying not to do the accent and uh sign up for the witch school and thanks again for coming on aloha everybody thank you all right guys we gotta get out of here the secret teachings with ryan gable is up next tomorrow night the new moon special with mary ducina that's gonna be one that you want to make it for if you want to get a free reading we'll be back same time same channel see you guys tomorrow night good night
sponsors, affiliates, or staff. Listener discretion is advised.